Hello and welcome to The Raptor Show on the Sports Radio Network. I'm your host, Wayne Blue. Um, this is the banter pod for March. Yeah, we already did one with March, but uh, we have a special guest coming up in the second half uh, with a friend of the program, Elaine Kwan, who we shout out all the time. Definitely got to know her and her story. Um, obviously, it's very closely tied to the Raptors because she had worked with the Raptors um, from day one. And um, yeah, no, she's just a, a great person to interview. And so we'll hear her story in the second half here. Uh, but to begin the show, I have, um, you know, Alex, he's he's here and we're in the dark <laughs> once again. So disappointing that it's just me. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's I guess we have Alex. No, we, I mean, it, it, we always have Alex. Let's be honest. What's man. Up? Unless it's Tuesday, it's, we have Alex. So, yeah, you know, it's it's uh, Thursday. Today. I feel like I'm finally pulling uh, pulling my weight on this show ever since I finished my book. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> to be fair, the book, the, the came, book definitely required a lot of attention. Half. Came through in the second half, you know. Of the season, but yeah, no. There's two weeks, two weeks after this, of the Raptors' regular season, man. And I believe, I feel like last time, you know, we obviously had Trevor on last time, so we didn't get a chance to kind of me and you just catch up about the season. I think the one before that, we were talking about just how frustrating this season was. Uh, has anything changed? Uh, okay, let's approach it this way. Okay. Um, what would you say are the three signature wins on the Raptors season? Yeah, uh, Nick Nurse uh, getting Neil. Okay, yeah, um, I'll that count was that. A, that was a big win. Um, us getting Nick Nurse on the first show, coming back. And, um, I yeah, I don't know. What was a signature win this season? Like, honestly. Okay. Signature win. If you were to pick right now, if you were to do a listicle on sportsnet.ca. Number one win. Oh, man, because you know, the funny thing is Grange actually did the inverse of this. The <laughs> yeah, top did, five worst he losses. He definitely listened to Raptor Show, and he's like, oh, that's what they're doing every day, bringing up the worst losses. Shouts to Michael Grange, by the way. Oh, Shouts to Grange. Some stinky lunch tofu. What? Remember, remember? Is this a story? Actually, you know what? We'll, we'll reveal that in a little bit later because it's still Are too early teasing? in the podcast. Oh, okay. It's too early. <clears throat> got a, got a yeah, stinky lunchbox story uh, coming up in the okay. second half. Okay. Um, but off the top of my head. carry on. <laughs> Shouts to Grange, the only Green Ranger we acknowledge. Uh, okay, all right, not yeah. Danny. Um, so when they beat the Kings in Sacramento, you were very excited about that. That I was, was pretty I hype. Was in um, I forgot where I was. Oh yeah, I was in Cuba listening to the episodes. That was one of two. You were games so excited all about season that. where Sacramento um, had scored less than 100 points, and the Raptors held them to 99, uh, yeah. and they won in that game. To open the road trip. was awesome. And that was yeah. one of the 20 times this season where I'm like, okay, they've done it. They're turning around, and they're uh, going to be here. And, of course, that, that pump fake got me, right? I'm yeah. basically Honestly, the Raptors, like, turning the season around is Chris Boucher closing out the threes. I'm just like, I will I will buy it. I will buy into okay. the fact that these are all shots, right? So yeah. um, that is the top of mind. Okay. The home opener. Against Cleveland, where but Gary like, was scratched it? out his uh, his <laughs> <Scratched laughs> Garland. Yeah. He, he scratched his cornea on the Raptors. Garland took a red eye flight and then caught a red eye here. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, was that that exciting though? Come on, man, be real. Really though, no, relative. To, okay, I'm just talking about how much energy <laughs> okay, I felt fine. for the game okay, at that fine. moment. Okay, fine. those are the top two for me. Can you get the to three? Other game is also against Cleveland when the Raptors got healthy again. Pascal came back into the lineup after he yep. had, it, had been injured, and whatever. At that point, was like, okay, so what if the Raptors are mid? It's because Pascal got hurt. Now he's gonna come back, and we're gonna be all good. And the first game he came back, he was great. 
So that game, um, the Knicks game, which involved Pascal jogging 52 of the Garden, right. which feels less special now that uh, Julius Randle has done it as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. Didn't he do it in like three quarters? Yeah. I swear he actually did it in three quarters. No, honestly, there is a weird parallel between Julius Randle and Pascal's careers because um, they all they alternate who's got the better season. That oh, year. Most improved. And they both both all, most improved. Both yeah. most improved. Both mm. alternate all NBA spots. That's right. Both don't actually hold it down, though. Mm. So... Um, but yeah, that that game and and that that's about it. Those four to me. And okay. the third one was the one they just, uh, hit a season high nineteen threes against Cleveland. Okay, you remember that one? Wait, so we have Cleveland in here three times? Wait, do we beat twice, Cleveland twice? twice? Okay. We, we we beat them three times, but the, the second time wasn't as notable to me. Okay, okay. So we so first and three. Okay. Sacramento and New York, which that's sounds, slim. That's really that sounds slim, nuts. Man. If I told you that back, let's say this was back in twenty eighteen. Well, I guess 2018 would be the right appropriate. Like 2020, that our three top wins of the season would be Cleveland, Sacramento, and New York. That would not be impressive. Those were all lottery teams at that point. It's been tough. But that's the season right now, right? So Fan base is very frustrated. Fan base is frustrated. I mean, look, listen, I'm trying to be more optimistic on the show. Um, but I'm also seeing like a lot of pushback of like people being like, yo, they're not keeping it real and stuff. So I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll keep it real as well. Um, it's but like, like here's a bubble tea segment for you. But yeah, and once in a while, just remember, like you know, even though the Raptors suck, we can still have Matt Devlin drink a bubble tea on air. Which yeah. uh, I think th- there is a clear sign that says no food in the studio that you vo- <laughs> that you void oh. every day with that bagel. Wow. Somehow I got in trouble for other things and not that. Uh, yeah, fair. That's interesting. Mm. Yeah, I mean. Nine games left in the season, bro. Are they going to turn it around? No, but like this is it. And then the play-in's coming. Like realistically, the season could be over in like three weeks. Yeah. Like, and that's it. Meanwhile, we, we have do like multiple interviews. guys hurt. We yeah. don't really have like a... Here's the thing. Even after last season, we were like, okay, yeah, they lost in the first round. Yeah, they fell out 0-3 in the series. But like, you know, to me, it was like, okay, well, you saw multiple good things happen last year that you can hold on to for optimism. Like, like, like Fred obviously started the year with, at an all-star level, mm. made the all-star game. Pascal finished the year at an all-NBA level. That was something to be excited about. It was like, can we get both of that at the same time? Yeah. Evidently, the answer is no. Remember all the hype about Precious coming in? All the season? hype about Precious. The second half of the season, this man was jumping down the floor and just taking pull-up threes and knocking them down. Mm. Right, um, and then Scotty obviously. obviously was super hit, super lit. We even had some like slight modest excitement for Delano, you know, all that kind of stuff. And this season, I'm just like, I didn't come out of it with like a new hype raptor to come to to sort of really be enthusiastic about. I'm worried about sort of the long term fit of the roster. I guess the long term, the, the new raptor to be hyped about is is Yaka Pertle, but he's like the opposite of a hype player. Like obviously we like yeah. Yak, but Love it's just Yak. weird to like hype up like you know fundamental layups. Um, yeah. So it's, tough. It, it's hard. And I, I get why like fans are like having a hard time latching themselves onto this thing. Like, obviously I'm a fan and I'm having a hard time latching onto it as well. But, you know, sometimes seasons are just like that. And um, I do wonder if it's like, we maybe don't change the whole team, but we change like some other pieces around first. Like, you know, when Thorpe was like, okay, yeah, maybe like in teams in this scenario in general, typically we'll change the coach mm. and then they'll run back the players and, you know, at that time, it was like, okay, well, that's a big statement to make. Is it Nick's fault? Obviously, there are other problems, whatever, right? But then the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like, if I had to read the tea leaves, like that, that does feel more closer to what would be a, like a sensible move. Like if I wasn't following the Toronto Raptors and I was just following like generic NBA Team X, if I saw a season like this, that's typically what would happen. Like you saw it in Atlanta, for example, another mid-off team. Mm-hmm. And midway through the season, they're like, all right, get out of here, Nate McMillan. Bring in, yeah. you know, Quinn Snyder. A team that's uh, better than the Raptors right now. Yeah, uh, yeah one, one game ahead, but yeah. still. 
like that's ultimately the moves that franchises like this make. So I don't know. I'm I'm very curious to see what happens this summer. But uh, for for the first time in a very long time, I'm like not feeling super secure in what the Raptors are going to do. Not just in terms of like how good they're going to be next year, but how sound some of the decisions they're going to make are. But I think it'll make for like an exciting off season though. Because like you well, would expect, the deadline, move, I know, but you would expect moves actually have to be made now because guys' contracts are up, right? Like you, you, yeah. you talked about maybe there will be a coaching change if they underperform, you know, as they have this Every, season. I'm just saying everything's got to be on the table, right? Yeah. Do you think we drank too much of the Kool Aid from last year coming into this season, or did they just disappoint us? Here's did the they thing. just fail us. I think we can accept both things as true that last year. This same team was very was very promising and played much more inspired basketball than this year. They're the, the same players, but they're playing a lot less, hmm. you know, together or well or, ex, you know, we're not as excited by it, you know, and those two things can be both true. All right. So that's cool. So what else have you been up to, brother? What else have I been up to? Um, you know, rewatching Mad Men for some reason. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you through have the DVDs, I believe. Through three seasons. Yeah, I got season one and season four um, in a dollar <laughs> that's a, that's bin. A big gap in, in Montreal. For, <laughs> season one and season four. The key entries for two and three. Obviously, season one is iconic, right? Iconic. Everyone the knows carousel? season one. The carousel. the carousel. It's not a wheel. <laughs> It's a carousel. No, is it's a rocket dra- ship. Is that your Draper? No, I don't know. I don't have a Don Draper. Although re- every time I watch Mad Men, I'm like mm. incentivized to smoke. Oh, okay. And I'm incentivized to have whiskey. Oh. And I'm incentivized to order old fashions. Are you going to show up in a full suit? Mm, no, <laughs> but pretty sick, the, the one thing me and Don both have in common yeah. is that when we open our drawers, there's four cha- uh, four uh, fresh shirts in there. Oh, I thought you were going to say there's four poker chips in there. Uh, actually, you know, we don't actually see Don go gambling that much. Yo, we should do a drawer slash your office table check next time. Oh. Just a list of items that exist there. You don't understand. Like, why is there a Boba Grizzlies hoodie there? So what's yeah, in my desk right now, there is there is a mouse pad with mm. all the members of the Toronto Raptors championship squad. Mm. There is uh, some unused COVID tests. Right. There are multiple tea bags in there that I got for free from a hotel because <laughs> yeah. I typically wouldn't drink. Show some JR kind of when tea. he's at the arena. Yeah. Oh, he does that too? Uh, anyways, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's fine, man. Know your worth, King. Yeah. Um, what else is in that? There's... I don't know, four Amazon returns that I'm <laughs> to execute, <laughs> but they're there. They're almost there. The, uh, the, 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 the post office is just around the corner from yeah. OMP. A lot of clothing. A lot of, a lot clothing. of clothing. A lot of clothing. Um, you know, a cap of jacket that I wear sometimes. Mm. Um, what else do I have in there? I don't know, man. No, it's a... That's like a notebook, a, the championship, replica championship ring, yep. a watch that says Fan 590 on it. <laughs> yeah, remember when we went to Chinatown to get those activated? It was like a snowstorm, too. Like It was the bad weather that day. We were drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, man. We're like, we rocking these Fan 590 it's show, it's watches. showtime. Yo, shout to, um, shout to Sportsnet. Uh, what else have you been up to, man? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I forgot. We had prearranged this. <laughs> no man, just naturally. Holy, that's uh, fine. All right, so you've been, you've been. No, you know, okay, here's work. You and I have been both very busy. You more busy than me, but both of us quite busy and trying to secure um, this live event that's coming up. And yes. trust me, it's been a lot of 
uh, work that has been put into it. Um, but we're really proud and really excited to deliver it next week. Very excited. We are going to have a live show with Bobby Webster. So we're going to have a Q&A portion with Bobby. And then uh, we will also do another speaking session afterwards yeah, as well. We'll take some fan questions. It's going to be great food, Interact. all sorts of stuff. Yeah, um, so it's happening on Wednesday, March 29th. You might have seen it. It's happening at Access Club on College, and we're going to have one of the feedback that we got was like, you know, from our last event with Chris, wanted to get as much seating as possible for, for people, especially at these venues and working with the venue to make sure there's going to be couches, tables that set up, um, you know, obviously, depending on the attendance that comes there, we'll try to accommodate as many people there as possible. Like you mentioned, there's going to be food um, and with each ticket that you purchase, it's going to be a raffle ticket and we've got some really cool prizes. I think people that's been to our past live events know that we have really cool giveaways and like you mentioned like we're going to be sitting down with bobby and we're going to be donating sales proceeds to bobby's scholarship fund which is going to help provide financial assistance to students in grades 7 to 12 at iolani school in honolulu so we've been working very hard for all these events obviously to make a, a charitable component to it and also want to make sure we get as many of our listeners that want to be there and build this community to be there as possible so for people that don't know make sure you go to unblock.eventbrite.ca so it's unblock unb Block unblock.eventbrite.ca and if you enter the promo code hello welcome uh, tickets are $40 and again it includes food raffle and you know this is going to be donated to, to charity and uh, make sure you check it out so um, go get tickets there's still tickets available unblock.eventbrite.ca promo code Hello, welcome. We want to see people there, man. It's super cool. I remember yeah. last time just like, you know, greeting the listeners. I mean, this is mostly Will because I was running. Yo, around. I was literally in the crowd. We had the we yeah. had the lineup around the block. Yeah. Um, Which we're going to work on as well this time to make sure the entry is easy for, sure. for everybody. Uh, but, we, you know, it's Toronto, man. People line up. Yeah. And yeah, it was I was it was cold. Mm. And I made sure to go out to, to shake everyone's hand. Yeah. And, and this is we're going to do hi, this you know? too. And this time, like, I know a lot of people want to kind of just interact with us, meet and greet. So like we'll uh, have a lot more time for that. I think, we'll have a lot more well. time. And yeah. Will, Will has promised that he's going to take a photo with every single person uh, um, and, and and talk to them. Just uh, come up to me. I know last year we were using the code word alouette, um, um, but this year just shout Andy Lou at me. The code word is <laughs> Andy Lou. So pretend nah, I'm you, Andy Lou. You making other people call you another <laughs> you Asian Call name. me Andy Lou and I got you. So if All you right. see me there, just call me Andy Lou. But again, we're going to get to sit down with Bobby. I think it'll be super cool. Going to talk about, you know, obviously three Asians, Asian mafia in the building. Um, we're going to sit down. Okay. We're going to chat with him about his career, chat about, I'm sure we're going to ask him questions about the season and stuff. I will promise to ask yes. him on air, not on Ooh, air. No, Girl, like, this is not going to be recorded. No, this so is a live To event. be clear, yeah, like if you don't go to a live event, it's this not going to be recorded. This is our individual charity event. Right? Yeah, come through. Um, but I will ask him how the Kawhi trade came about. And he's yeah. going to give me the political answer the first time. Mm-hmm. And then I will answer and I will ask and then as I'll many ask him for his phone. Well, okay, yeah. you don't ask him for his phone, man. Relax. Okay, okay. I'm going to ask him a couple more follow-ups. Yeah. And finally grill him on how much of that was him. Yeah. Because, again, and, that's that's that, you know, yeah. that's our guy, man. So so Wednesday, March 29th. I'm grateful, but that's our guy, man. Yeah, Wednesday, March 29th. Uh, doors open at 6. Show is at 7. Unblock.eventbrite.ca. Use promo code hello welcome at checkout. We want to see all of you there, honestly. Yeah. Or a, yeah. if you don't want to, like just type in that whole url you can just like go to my account or alex's account you'll see it there yeah you'll see it you'll see it all there any questions hit here's me my here, here's my questions all right i wrote it on a piece of paper as if i can't remember four for words. bobby no oh. uh, about this event Give, you said giveaways what kind of giveaways yeah so we have a lot of cool giveaways not going to mention the sponsors and brands there <laughs> so there's a lot of jerseys there's a lot of raptors related prints there's a lot of really cool stuff all right yeah um gift my, cards to like super cool places around the city 
Yeah, yeah. Trust me. So like, everything everywhere all at once. So, you know, we have more of those. More items. More hot dog way. fingers coming to your celebrate, way. To celebrate, you know, the Oscars. Got you. Yeah. Um, name me one other event that Bobby Webster has done. That yeah. wasn't a team event. Um, yeah, I was going to say Rap City Social. Um, that doesn't count. Uh, you know, he did a Zoom with me during the pandemic. Um, well, we know how that went. We talked about diversity. <laughs> you no, shout out to Bobby. <laughs> you know what? No more no, no requirements. <laughs> shout out to Bobby. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, the food. What's the food situation? Yeah, food, man. We got we got food from uh, uh, Hong Sheng and Superfresh. Uh, shouts to Trevor and Colin. No, legit. And providing. So there's going to be appetizers provided with that. And listen, man, we've been it's talking about- It's a great about, atmosphere. I'm, I'm listen, really excited. Like, like we've, been, we've done like different types of events, different venues and stuff. And I think we're still, you know, we this is very important to us. Like the, the way I was thinking about it is yeah, like legit. the Banter Pod and these events is the- the two best kind of platforms for us to really directly interact with people. You know how we take questions on here. Mm-hmm, we yeah. interact with people directly. No questions today, but we got another banter pod coming post event. Right. Um, we're going to we're gonna answer questions and stuff. And if you guys want to email me, email me during the summer. It was super cool. Just tell us, um, you know, what you think about the banter pod, any questions you have for us, info at stevenlebron.com. But I was thinking it's just like those two platforms is just the best way for us to directly interact, right? Because 2 to 3 p.m. React pod, I don't want to say this isn't our job, but like our job is obviously to cover the Raptors and provide coverage. So a lot of space there is devoted to covering the team, right? Yeah. Whereas here we're able to kind of be able to talk about these other things and really interact. That's important. It's important to me. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. And honestly, it's about face. Yeah. All right. For all the Asians listening, I know it's a substantial number. It's about face, okay? Yeah. 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 That's right. Yeah. So let us show face to Bobby. Unblock.eventbrite.ca, promo code hello, welcome. All right. All right. Shouts to Rob. Shouts to Mark Savelle. Shouts to Brenda. We've been working on, on um, you know, just live event donations, raising as much money as possible. Yeah. Because again, this is a charitable effort. Yeah, this is actually not us taking money on it. No, come through, man. Let's hang out. Let's hang out. Yeah. And uh, that's it, man. And don't throw tomatoes at Bobby. I was just joking. <laughs> Yeah. Don't throw tomatoes in. I swear to God. Like, I will, hey, I will guys, we have an event coming up. Uh, I will dive in front of that tomato, you know, like I'm Secret I, Service I, for the I, president I will take something. a bite out of that tomato. Yo, you'll pick it up on the floor. You'll, yo, yeah, I'll no. make, I will turn that into a Big Mac. No, uh, he wants to make that a shoe go. Oh, yo, that's insane. Uh, anyways, uh, lots of different topics here. Uh, which one should we dive mm. into first? Okay, so to be clear, mm. I'm looking at the the bolded words and then the content below them. Mm. That we have the four categories: Asian family stories, mm-hmm. Scotiabank Arena hoop tales, mm. assorted, mm. and then at the very top here, it just says therapy colon. <laughs> and for the other ones, there's like little okay. details on sort of what to get to for those subheadings. For therapy, it just has two question marks. Like this is Mario or something. You gotta hit the box <laughs> and see what mushroom comes out. So let I'm me. About, let me, I'm about to get a flower. <laughs> let me see. Let I'm me. about to be on fire like the Raptors Pacers game last season. <laughs> Oh, man. The happier times. I, I literally would rather see the Raptors burn in the building than to see that. Effort. No, I'm not talking about the Raptors burning. I'm talking about the Raptors building burn. Let it burn. Yeah, legit, man. I'm not sure right now. Uh, uh, so, yeah, what, what's therapy? What two question marks? Man? Yeah, no. Well, listen, man. I know we talk about, like, personal stuff on here. And, like, you know, I work with, like, you're the closest person that I work with. And, like, we see each other every yep. day, obviously, and all that stuff. And, like, you know, we tell each other, like, personal things and talk about this stuff. And, like, legit, like, you know, like, in Jan, I think it was January. Um, so this was, like, two months ago. Like, I was just dealing with a lot of, like, anxiety slash, like, depression issues. Had to go talk to the doctor. 
had a panic attack on like a on a Sunday, and I remember this vividly because like the Raptors were playing the Pistons. That was Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and I had to <laughs> message you, and I mean, I don't think you were surprised because I was like, because this would happen if I didn't have wasn't dealing with any issues. I was like, hey, bro, I'm not gonna be watching the game today. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, so what? What has changed? <laughs> Is anything actually wrong? <laughs> no, but like you know, I had I, I was just dealing with a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's very different for me because it's like I've told you about this. It's just like things that I haven't dealt with before. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I've gone, you know, gone to the doctor, talked to the doctor, um, started therapy for the first time. And I don't know if you can tell, but like I am, like you know, I'm not perfectly fixed. All of that stuff. That's one thing I'm learning as well to not be so definitive about these things and extreme about it. But yeah, like, it's, been, it's been two months, man. Yeah, Relax. but like I'm feeling. <laughs> you know, that's what my therapist told me this morning. But like I was. <laughs> See, it's good, it's good that we're able to even laugh about it. Because yeah, yeah. honestly, a month ago, I know, I know. like I honestly was not able to like laugh about it. Um, and it was just like crushing me to the point where like you were the first. Obviously, people close to me, like family and stuff, was yeah, able yeah. To, to, to talk to and stuff. But it's like you were the first one of the most important people I wanted to tell about all this stuff. Because yeah, yeah. I did not want it to affect work or or things in that way mm-hmm. but like yes i i am feeling a lot better now for the for the time being and no, that's man. that's been a big thing in my personal life like the last couple of months yeah. no that's that's amazing and you've been a huge help just being able to talk to you about it and stuff yeah yeah well i mean i think when you when you told me like what was going on mm-hmm. right um i think i i mean you had definitely had therapy in mind but i definitely pushed in that direction i mean it's for me i was no like, and i appreciate that i was like look this is what i've been going through this mm-hmm. is what i've been working on well not what i've been working on, on therapy but this is what therapy has been able to help me sort of work through so yep. no it was it was it was for me i was just concerned for you as a friend man like it was just you know i think you come across like the big brother most times mm. and you do definitely do have most things taken care of mm. um but I mean, that's just not realistic like that. And that's not sure. something that, again, is like permanent, as you're mentioning. Right. So, no, man, you're going through stuff. But, um, you know, people couldn't tell on the show. <laughs> you don't understand, man. You don't understand. There were, there were certain episodes where, where, where you know, we, we were both assisted um, in getting through them we for different reasons. We were both on medication. For, for different kinds of pain, really. I, I had a toothache. Yeah. We could. Oh, yeah, you just. I just had a toothache. I'm like, yo, my whole world is crumbling. I was like, man, my teeth are are so bad. But I'm like, you know what? It's two o'clock. Hello and welcome to the Raptor show on this. You know what I mean? So I could pinpoint the episodes. We could go back and point them out for you guys another time. No, we were pushing P like legitimately on the show, (laughs) man. We were pushing P P and pushing P. But somehow the content was better for it. Uh, But yeah, no, No, that's um, honestly, man, I I appreciate it. I just want to say that, bro. Yeah. Well, first off, the coolest thing was like, even just today, you were like, you know what? I realize that like I'm not dealing with as many of the immediate symptoms and the immediate problems, but I want to keep doing this to continue because I see the value in it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a big step, man. Yo, so, it's it's a huge step. And like I, I know I'm just at the very beginning. Like like you know, just yeah. um, I, I want to shout out. I want to shout out Mark Savell too, man. Like being yeah. able to talk to bro, to, Mark's to Mark a great friend. You can tell, man. Has has been like super super supportive and just getting perspective from you guys. I think the most important thing, like you mentioned about these things, is just recognizing. Like you, I think it's just like the problem I've always had is just like confronting problems. Did you have any hesitation of like signing up? No, not at all. I think the biggest stress for me, um, and again, want to protect you know confidentiality and things like that. You know? <laughs> this guy doing doctor. <laughs> uh, this guy doing patient. Tony doctor Soprano. You know, I've, I've seen bag. The Sopranos. Yo, um, bag, I've seen The Sopranos. Shout out to Doctor Melfi. Yeah, um, but like, but like. Um, like, I think the most important thing, I didn't have hesitation, but the most important thing for me was I was stressed about finding the right person yeah, to for talk sure. to. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like I found the right person to talk to and really connected on that level. 
And like, I look forward to those sessions. And like, I was telling you today, like mm, at the end of the yeah. sessions, like I don't want them to end. I'm like, here's another story <laughs> about my family. <laughs> Anyway, it's a lot of family stuff. Uh, but it is, man. But uh, also, which, by the way, is literally the next literally point the under next therapy. Point. You know what? I'm dying. No, man. but like we've talked about this uh, before man. too. Like not even no, it's personal. A big thing. It's a big but thing. But Asia, even just like Chinese people, like because I don't want to say. I feel like we always say Asian and try to group everyone together. Yeah. And uh, you know, I'm starting to learn to obviously this not say that. After after continent. I went to a Chinese and a Filipino run, you know, I've realized <laughs> oh, I have to yeah. like you know create these separations here. Yeah. Um, that's also coming up. But gotcha. like, uh, I just think. For Chinese people, like a lot of times, just be, depending on our upbringing or like, you know, just how we're raised from the previous generation, like something like therapy or something like honestly basic as like confronting our problems and being able to talk about them mm-hmm. and work through them is like a huge block. It's like a huge barrier. Yeah. So like, I'm, you know, 38 years into my life, I'm finally going to confront those things. That's why you got to get unblocked. <laughs> yeah. That's not <laughs> <Dottie laughs> <Ben Brecht laughs> Holy. <laughs> Holy, Sorry, leave, that's a, that's a wild leave the promo to me. <laughs> that's a wild promo. went on the React part. is like, promo code. <laughs> Welcome. Go, anyway. find, go find the <laughs> URL yourself. Sorry, I'm just too, I'm, I'm too, I'm too heated in the no, moment. No, no, it's all good, man. No, it's great, man. Uh, shouts to, uh, shouts to the, the therapist. <laughs> yeah, shouts the to the unnamed therapist. Shouts to the unnamed therapist. And uh, that's really all I have to add to this, uh, to this space. No, man. Again, but in I terms can't. of just like catching up, like this is yeah. what's been the big thing in my life, to be honest. Yeah. And it's, tr- it's giving me a different perspective to about work. Cause like work, I don't know how you are, but like family like, and work is like ninety percent so of your into life. Into our work, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like the work is just so driven. Well, I mean, it's also a lifestyle, I think, for for yeah. this, right? Because this interest and it's hard to draw a barrier between the two of them. Um, I don't know about you. I never talk about working when I'm in there. I mean, I talk about like being busy and sort of managing my time, but yeah, definitely don't talk about the actual content of it. I think I have to explain in like one of the sessions, like later on. I was like, this is what I do, by the way. Yeah. No, my thing is like I talk about what I want to derive from work or like we talk about that. Like, it's like, Oh, are you deriving the right things from work? Like, you know, is it, is there like self-fulfillment and stuff? This is turning into a whole mouthy session. Can I bill for this? (laughs) Oh man. Anyways. No, I I think, I think just think about work. Cause I'm, I'm just curious too. It's like, you know, we're both, you know, in, in this spot, you know, doing well, all of this stuff. Right. Like, like, has your perspective about work changed? Because, like, you come out of school, you know, you know that, uh, oh, you got to grind, you know, get to a certain level. And it's not to say you've accomplished everything, but, like, sure, you're yeah. in a different space in your career now. Yeah. And I mean, when you first came out, like, do you look at work differently? Because it's, I'm sure it's been such a huge focus. I think the biggest thing for me is just, like, I, I've been very fortunate to go from a space of I'm doing what other people want me to do and now i'm largely i'm 50 50 between doing what other people want me to do or expect Mm. of me versus like what i want to do yeah very few people are i I get into the situation where they have creative control over their own stuff that's a huge thing for you like whenever we have these conversations it's a huge privilege man i feel like most shows don't even have that right and Mm. i think that it's it is a benefit but i don't think it's, it's also because the audience has been able to pick up and grow with me and sort of accept that you know, me, you, whoever we end up bringing on aren't going to approach it in the same way that you've seen it approached everywhere else. And we're not trying to be different to be different. Yeah. Uh, we're Except just, when we make everyone try bubble tea. Yeah. Man, we really the fun bros, man. That's, tough, <laughs> that's man. my new thing now. Yeah, that, that's like when Avon and Stringer were like, oh, I forgot. 
We the Trump brothers. <laughs> Yo, that's why. We the we the Fung brothers, man. Yo, it's like maybe you're not smart enough for that out there, and not hard enough for this. <laughs> maybe you're not a baller enough for the NBA. Yo, honestly, and those are good those are chef. those are all time scenes. Man. Yo, that's a, that's actually an all time no showdown. Spoiler alert: they they get uh, into a disagreement shortly before one of them leaves yeah. the show. No, but um, I, I get what you're saying though. Yeah, so. and I think that that's that's been the biggest evolution for me. But mm-hmm. I think the the thing is, um, you you get into this gap where. When you're sort of told what your role is and other people have expectations of you, um, you don't have to think as much about, like, what I need to be doing mm-hmm. versus, like, now I got to be more in a self-directed space. And so, I don't know. And I think for me, it, the the strange thing with work is just, like, um, there was for a while, like, other examples to emulate, right? Like, I could say, like, you know, I like what this person is doing. And I'm going to try to incorporate some of that. Or I think this is really working well and this really connecting. I'm going to try to incorporate some of that into my thing. And there was like a, a path to, to the point where it sort of got to. And then I think it hit a certain inflection point where it was just like, I'm just now trying to be more individualistic about like what we are trying to do with the show, what I'm trying to do with the React Pod. And like, I don't know. It's a weird space because there are no like reference points in that same way. I mean, obviously there are other people that do it. So I'm not doing some like, you know, something completely unique at all. But but you are unique in this space. I think I'm unique like. right now in trusting that, like, um, trusting in myself to sort of yeah. direct. The, By the, the way, work. the banter part is just us talking about ourselves. No, everyone for, knows for, that. For people that yeah, are everyone new knows to this. That. Yeah. We literally broke into therapy like 20 minutes in <laughs> oh, yeah. after an ad, which, by the way, unblocked.inventbrite.ca. Get tickets. Hello, welcome. Um, I swear, if you come out of this banter pond and don't buy a ticket and you live in Toronto, I'm going to be disappointed in you. I'm going to bear my soul, man. We're legit. Just tickets, man. Um, no, so come to an aspect. And I think the other aspect is just like, okay, being able to divorce it, right? Because I think it's such well, a like... Careful with the word choice, man. Um, oh, yeah, go oh, ahead. Sorry. Oh, no, sorry. Kidding, this, guy said, this guy said therapy and divorce, and it just, it just hit. Um, no, but, I... Yeah, the separation of that, right? Like... <laughs> How did I just rephrase Yo, you? Chill, man. God damn. The cordial splitting of it. Yeah. The yeah, cordial like divide. I, I, being, I think this, because I, I do feel a ton of pressure all the time to be like. Because I'm sure you think about it a lot. You, no, I think the more you think about the audience and sort of how many people are listening or sort of who yeah. is in particular is listening, like it does make you feel a little bit more nervous. And it's like, okay, do I have the right information? Do I know what I'm talking about? Do I mm-hmm. have the context here? That's a lot. You know, though. like there's, there's a lot more. That's a lot. Before it was like, I'm talking about the subject and now I'm like the subject and I can sometimes talk and so right. I'm sometimes talking on behalf sometimes what's informed take sometimes is my emotion sometimes is whatever right but I think balancing all that is, is, is a big thing and it's very like all, all consuming to be honest like I spent a lot of my free time just like canvassing what other people are writing canvassing all the other ideas out there canvassing even what the fans are saying like I read everything and it's not just on my mm-hmm. own work I read everything on everybody's work because I really want to know what, what what's going on between everything and that's in addition to like actually talking to some of the people which is a new development this year which we've talked about on previous banter pods so it's a whole thing man work is very all consuming um, maybe I should talk about it more in therapy, but I mean, what's, 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 what's your approach to work how, and how has that changed? Because you've always been someone like you've come at it with like a work is just work. Right. Yes. Whereas I was always thinking about it like this is my life. Like, no, but I'm going to be I'm going to be the Raptors man. Whereas you're like, I'm going to be a person. Yeah. First and foremost. And, and I'm going to beg for are, free are stuff. I'm going to align myself with the most successful no, I've, people I've always, in this industry. I've always saw that you had more of a healthy approach towards this. I'm I honestly what don't your, think your it's approach. that healthy, man. You know, Why? Um, this is another thing. <laughs> We're just. We're just unearthing therapy topics right now. Let's go. But I think, no, I, I think maybe I don't show it externally, but like 
like work, like I probably think about work too much and I probably put mm. too much value on work. I, like I would have never known. No, no kidding. No, no. But like, especially like, cause like <laughs> the one thing I don't like is like, I'm never the type to be like, yo, like I'm the hardest working person or like showing your work all the time. For me, it's getting self-fulfillment from this stuff, right? Okay. Like self-fulfillment. See, that's healthy. Self-fulfillment from like, oh, like publishing books, self-fulfillment from like working with you and making sure that this show is successful, right? To me, it's like not about the external feedback. Uh-huh. It, it, it's about knowing that you're doing something that that is good and that is important and something that you're proud of. Right. Because right. like, I don't know. I don't know if this is like this with everybody, but it's like to, to be able to be on this platform like we always talk about and to be able to be able to interact with the community and all this stuff like this stuff is special, man. And I think I always tell you, too, it's yeah. like we got to cherish this stuff while while it's not uh, legit because like, yo, not even us like, no, not everybody's going to be popping forever, man. Like Nobody's there's a shelf forever, life, man. there's a shelf life to all of this stuff. Yeah, for real. So at some point, a young Will Lou's gonna come. Y'all can't wait. Yo, who's gonna be the next Will Lou? No, to man. Pop up. Man. I hope there's someone who's. It's gonna themselves. be like a crazy, angry version of the React Pod. I mean, he's like, ah, yeah. Hey, man, <laughs> Uncle Roger version of me is crazy, man. Um, no, but like, I think for me, it's like I always devoted a lot of thought and time yeah. to work. But I think the only healthy part of it is like knowing that I'm in it for the right things. But in I think, it for the right things. But I think your life experience like informed that, right? Like you mm-hmm. originally started out in accounting and it wasn't something that was ultimately that fulfilling to you besides the fact that you made you rich. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. Though. No, I, I'm sorry. No, that's, it's true, that's, that's honest. No, it's true. Though. And um, there was no fulfillment in that. But, but then you ultimately chose fulfillment. And so I think yeah. that inflection point was like a huge, like uh, informative piece about sort of the way you made the rest of your decisions in regards to work. And so you mm-hmm. kept work as, at a distance. Whereas I think for me, I just dived straight into this, right? I was like very nervous. What am I going to do outside of school? Am I going to be able to, you know, find a place to live? Am I going to be able to like have yep. something to do? Yep. And so I just dived headlong. Real into it. There were no struggles. other options, right? Yeah. And then eventually more options started to open up and whatever. I've talked about my career enough times that I really don't feel like that needs to be covered. Um, you could just listen to previous episodes. Um, this guy doesn't even point to an episode. <laughs> this is like you know telling what? people, go find a URL. Listen to this. Go find Steven it. LeBron radio. Yo, go find an episode. a whole week during the pandemic. Oh, yeah, about the media? Where we just had the media those game. Are, those, those are, are better are, than any media things you can attend. Man. Those are actually those inspirational. Are, and better than any media conferences you can attend. Shouts uh, to Ash. Um, shouts to Ash. Shouts yeah. to, to Cash. <laughs> yeah, I think we had Shereen Ahmed on, too. I think it was a lot yeah, of yeah, cool yeah. people. But, like, yeah, no. I think the biggest difference between me and you, especially in this Raptor space, the biggest difference is that you're very emotionally attached. Here's the thing, like though. I am emotionally detached, yeah. and you're emotionally attached. I'm able to like not take that home with me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm able to. But you bring it at ref- two p.m. <laughs> but you bring it back at two. You know, I put it in a box of leftovers. I look at you and I'm like, Yo, why are you so? Why are you fighting with someone on YouTube right now? Close the screen. <laughs> I'm always watching this stream. Again, I watch all the comments. So when someone in the stream is like, Yo, well, the Raptor the 2019 championships were lucky. I'm like, Yo, you, you Yo, your that parents was meeting was lucky, man. That was crazy. The sperm and the egg meeting was lucky, Yo, man. That was insane. <laughs> your psycho man. attaching was lucky. Oh my um, god, this guy said Jim. Boiling, <laughs> <laughs> yo, for real. But no, I, I think for me, like I'm able to compartmentalize that. Like I actually like that is good. If the Raptors have a bad that's game. Good. It doesn't mean I have a bad mood. Like yeah. that, I, I don't think that's ever really been the case. Now I think there's some obviously times where, like, you're just like in a bad mood and you're thinking about the game. But sure. I mean, as soon as you get home, it was just like. 
It is what it is. Like I get home after, you know, this is my this is my new routine. So typically, mm. I would take the subway. But recently, there's just been so many subway shutdowns, especially around that like eleven o'clock time, mm. where it's just like, I'm, trust me, me and Orin have had lots of conversations about how bad the subway is sometimes. Mm. Um, obviously, it's an essential service. We need to. You're not going to do his voice. Like recreate the conversation or nah man that's my guy man oh okay that's my guy we're moving on yeah um shouts to Orin that's 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 your guy too yeah but well, let me pull up his tweets but keep talking yeah yeah like I've decided to use that less especially with the weather being warmer I so what I do is I scoot from the office to work or yeah. to to the Scotiabank Arena which is like twelve minutes. Um, very specific as I've timed it yeah. <laughs> as soon as yesterday. And um, that afterwards, I will go to the up train station and I'll take it to Dundas West. Mm. And, you know, not to dry snitch on myself once again, which I do every episode, <laughs> but I do not pay for that thing. Oh, okay. And it's six minutes to get there. Tune in in the second segment for more dry snitching on himself. <laughs> yeah, tell, we're going to look into the future and then foretell more dry snitching. Holy. And, so and then I'll scoot home from there, which is another like 10 minutes. Hmm. So that, that's my new, that's my new routine. No, that's good, man. But no, I'm, I'm mean, glad you're able, that, I'm like, glad I, you're I'm able not, to like separate. I'm not thinking about it like that. Like I'm not getting home and I'm like, damn, I'm so upset that Pascal well, missed yeah. a spin move. Like, no, man. Like, but the problem is you come in the I next day. I get home day. and I play FIFA and I score three goals and I feel pretty good about things. No, the problem is you come in the next day. And then, um, you know, the hour before the show. Right, right. Uh, you know what it is? Because <laughs> it is because I rewatched the yeah, show. Yeah, because you, you're always game, rewatching man. the clips and then it just gets you angry. Well, some of them are m- more than others, but uh, yeah, I don't know. But I, ultimately, it doesn't affect my mood. Like after the show, I'm not pissed because of the game. Right. You know, I'm glad, though. Yeah. But like, I think sometimes you don't know, you know, my like, next you thing see is, the emotions in the work. My next thing is like, mm. how f- do I need to keep doing this? Like, I'm not playing a character like this in a Stephen A. Smith kind of scenario. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, do I need to like, do I need to, that's crazy. Do I need to like scale it back? This is, this is my, this is my, uh, this is your internal monologue. Yeah. All right. Let him know. Uh, 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 email me info at to, you know, let us know if Will needs to scale it back. Um, put that in the email subject. Um, how, what would scaling it back mean though? I, I'm not really sure, but like, I think I would just be, I would just artificially cap my emotions and be more straight with it. Okay. Is that going to improve the show? I actually would love feedback on that. Yeah. On the react pod. Okay. That's, um, DM us or email us. Yeah. Just DM him. Buy tickets um, on block.event. Yeah. Bright.ca. There <laughs> I can't we go. even say the whole thing. Yeah. I, just, I need everything written down for me, man. Yeah, I'm, like a, I'm like my grandpa. Yeah. All right. Asian family story time. So, uh, my family or yours first? (laughs) (laughs) Trick or treat. (laughs) Oh, brother. Okay, you open with the therapy. Um, Um, No, okay, so my my situation with my family is, like, too sensitive to, like, really talk about in mm. depth. But the long and the short of it is I'm helping... um, Actually, I really can't even express it. I promise you, it's not because I don't want to say it on the no, show. No, it's no, really just like it's private. It's a private. It's a safety thing. You can leave it. But we can talk about my dad being real cheap tipping if you want. Like yeah, that's, that's actually a lot more relevant. Yeah, would you like to just no? But I mean, it's that. like I'm I'm basically like trying to like build community for people who don't, don't necessarily speak English. Actually, don't necessarily they don't speak English. Mm. So trying to help them build community, help them you know with things I've alluded to like teaching them how to play bingo or trying to find friends at, at an older age again without speaking English it, it's been a it's been a challenge but it's also been kind of like really inspiring from afar because I feel like even when you're very very late in life like when you're in your late 80s you're still able to start over and still able to find positivity and that's very beautiful to me man I, I really don't think we speak to like um the elderly like enough or with enough like true. actual care and reverence mm-hmm. um 
And I think the more that you do connect, in my experience, like the more you connect with that community, it reminds you that like life isn't what it is, what you see in front of you right now. You're going to like essentially be reborn over and over in life. Yeah. And I'm not even talking about the afterlife. I'm just talking about your life is going to change and evolve. And that's the that's been the big, beautiful lesson I've taken from all of that. Wow, I think we're both gathering a lot of perspective. This is this is post therapy talks, by the way. Yeah, no, this, this is, is not uh, pre therapy. Pre therapy, I was like, I'm very worried about yeah, how this whole situation is going to go down. Pre therapy, I was like, why would I go to therapy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've, well, you know, I've held it all in for 38 years. You know, damn, I'm almost there. Um, Have you gone to the divorce? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> that's so messy. I'm sorry. Man. Yeah, what am I doing? It was disgusting. Anyway, um, your, your dad doesn't tip. Yeah. Uh, no, my dad, you know, my dad's a very generous person. Um, and, mm. you know, but I think I was just wondering if this is like a, this is just a deeper theme, um, you know, with like Chinese parents. Like, do your parents tip well? Before okay. I tell the story. To be clear. Yeah. There are different cultural norms everywhere. Okay. Right. I would say North America is probably the most generous tipping situation anywhere. Okay. I, and I haven't been to all parts of the world, but North America is definitely very generous when it comes to tipping. Mm-hmm. Um, now, obviously, some of that's tied to do places offer livable wages? Do people, you know, what is what's the what's the restaurant scene look like? Sure. You know, are they paying them enough? Yeah. Are they taking a portion? Of There's certain tips? countries where all restaurants don't charge you for tip. Yeah. yeah. Right. There's some places where it's rude to tip. Right. So I think coming from 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 Asia, like especially in, in China, like I, I just mm-hmm. there isn't that big of a culture of tipping. Hmm. So when they come here, there's a culture of tipping. And then there's also, you have to understand, like, I how would I say this? It's not in a rude way. It's a culture of preservation rather than a culture of cheapness. But people really value getting a good deal. Yes. Right? Like, I'm talking to, you know, my, my grandparents who don't even speak English. And they were buying a piece of furniture with someone who only speaks English. And somehow they talked them into a, a deal. Mm. You know, like, yeah, it's a huge thing. Like, that's just like the first thing you think about. So all those fa- community factors, cultural factors mm-hmm. inform the idea that, you know, when you have a situation where your dad goes to a restaurant and, and the bill is fifty three dollars and seventy five cents, he left fifty five dollars. <laughs> yeah, the exact. Um, no, but, you know, I think this he is a problem. One twenty. No, no. Okay. So, so that's actually not the best example because my dad's what? usually a decent tipper. Oh, my okay. mom gets uh, very angry with me when I tip got you, got more you. than like 10 percent. Um, I just Googled, what about one percent? I just Googled. Yeah, like, we will discuss this story. There is a backstory to okay. this, but it's like that's two percent. I just, that you I just, tip. I just Google like what is the right tipping amount, um, and is and you know the Google tells me that in Canada, um, I believe it's like fifteen percent to eighteen percent is like the minimum suggested. I feel like when I'm out, I usually tip eighteen to twenty percent. That's like the standard for me. And I think obviously if you go to a nice place or like, you know, certain times we've had people kind of take care of us, you know, you increase the tip, things like that. Like very just like appropriate tipping, right? Um, But I do feel like, like you mentioned, like depending on cultural or like perspectives and stuff, tipping is very different. But my mom gets really mad whenever I tip. Like she'll literally just like slap my head. (laughs) I'd be like, why are you leaving this much? And I'll be like, please do not grab this toonie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like just leave it. Um, So I was just wondering if this is like like a very like overall cultural thing. Because like I feel like our generation, like I think we're very in tune with like modern day tipping etiquette. Mm. Whereas I'm not sure about the previous generation. And on this particular tip that you mentioned where my dad is like, just leave them 55 on the 53. Uh, this is like doing speeds on the highway. He <laughs> going 55 on a 53. Oh, that's, yo, that's legit. No. The, that's the lyrics from, uh, that's <laughs> the lyrics. 99 that's problems. 99 problems. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's what Jay Z does. Is uh, his, oh, his, his American cop, cop voice. Yeah. He's some type of lawyer. Sometimes. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah. so this one was actually a backstory I found out later that like my dad used to own a restaurant and I guess yeah, yeah. he's beefing with the people that run this restaurant that oh, we went okay, to. Okay, gotcha, so there was a gotcha. personal pettiness to it. Ah, yeah, okay, yeah. gotcha. I gotcha, left gotcha. like an extra five or seven dollars. I can't remember what I left. I see, there. okay. So, anyways, but overall, I just always realized like tipping is very different between our generation. I, yeah, I understand. I mean, look, I, I, I think just want general, everyone to just tip better. Like, if you can, you know, if you're getting a service, mm-hmm. like, I just feel like it's a standard thing. No, this, I think there's a lot of history on this. In fact, yeah. I, I searched, like, the history of tipping, and one of the top results is is the racist history of tipping. Oh, God. So I'm looking forward to reading that. Mm. Um, but to me, I'm just like, I think if people got paid, like, livable wages mm-hmm. more than anything else, I think mm-hmm. that'll solve a lot of these problems. Yeah. Like the, the other thing, okay, so say I know we go well, I know we go to the arena and like we're obviously there as media, right? If you go as a fan to a game, mm-hmm. like say a Blue Jays game and you buy like two beers at the arena, are you supposed to tip in that scenario? Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, just, asking. <laughs> just asking. Just asking. Just asking. Oh, by the just, way, the, the most confusing place to tip on Ali Khan, yeah. is I rarely go to like uh, all-inclusive resorts, but I went to one last time I was in Mexico. Yeah, and I wasn't sure if you're supposed to tip after every single event that takes place in the in in the hotel, or if you leave a tip at the end. Okay, and a bigger okay. tip, obviously. Yeah. So when I go to all-inclusives, I leave tips just like throughout the week. Throughout the week. Yeah. Okay. So I feel like I might have committed a fault. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing, though. I almost feel like tipping too is one of those things that's very hard for people to talk about. Because I also yeah. don't want to be on the wrong side of history. Nah, man. I mean, yeah. again, again, pay people f- equitable wages. No, but that's what I'm saying. Away. I think there should, should be a better approach to that. Yeah. Um, I believe that concludes. It's, that, that conclude our Asian family stories? Um, uh, my mom's been in Hong Kong. Yeah, so she'll be back. Right. To tip. <laughs> How's that gonna go, man? Y- are you worried? I'm gonna make her leave a tip when she when she comes back. <laughs> Was Anyways. she watching the show in Hong Kong? Uh, yeah, every day. Damn. She literally sends me a. Does she like the Raptors or she just wants to see you? I think there's just like a certain pride. Um, of, Every day, of, though? Yo, she's, I'll, I'll pull it up as we talk right now. Like, she'll, yeah, she'll check in. I think she's usually one day behind. Yeah. And I'm wow. usually like, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesdays, you don't need to tune in. I'm usually not there. <laughs> so That's just crazy. Monday, Thursday, Friday. Get her to buy a ticket, man. I'm yeah, but every day, like, look, she sent me a photo. She's like, you look young. Yeah. You like, just young, like screenshots. Yeah. Just like screenshots of like photos and stuff. Wow. So I mean, you do kind of look young. That's what happens. Why wow, you're gonna pick your mom from the airport? Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't divulge the uh, the Air Canada flight. <laughs> I love how she circled it in green, as if I can't read the screenshot on its own. Hey man, honestly. Yeah, and then there's just photos of her. <laughs> Yeah, see, it's like every day. Yo, it's actually every day. <laughs> She's like, here's a photo of you. Also, did you tell your dad I will be home on March 20th? <laughs> Again, the, 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 the subtext there is she yeah. could have told your dad. Yeah. That no, you were it's, that day. Anyways. That's anyways. A different, there's a different conversation. Different post, conversation. Post therapy vibe. So other personal things happening in, in our lives. Uh, recently was invited to Scotiabank Arena. Shouts to Clement Chu and CCYA. Uh, Clement Chu will be a heavy topic in the second segment with Elaine Kwan. This guy again seeing uh, the future. <laughs> um, Just like when he said, I test nasty. Uh, but yeah, w- ha- t- tell the people about the experience, man. Okay, so um, first and foremost, 
a life dream, really, to play on the Scotiabank Arena court. Yes. Like, to play on the Raptors court is wild. That was the game where the Raptors were playing the Nuggets that day. They had come home from their road trip. Right. And even though they the had... one and four road had, trip. It was a bitter road trip, and it was all about, you know, Ben Taylor or this guy or that guy or, or Scott Foster or whatever. Um, the playoffs not really being a thing and all this other stuff. Like, it ended up just being really fun to just go to the, the court and, like, be able to play like it was Sick. an amazing event obviously i got in early because i had my media pass <laughs> yeah you <laughs> so were the literally on the guys, other side of the, the glass. rest of you guys are waiting outside of gate one which is yeah. the one that's um the smells of urine that connects yeah. to you just picture a hundred asians a hundred chinese, <laughs> chinese people standing outside you don't understand man it looked, like, it looked like the boxer rebellion outside look that up <laughs> if you haven't and uh <laughs> yeah and then you guys are just out there and i'm inside i, I wanted to come early because i wanted to put my my contacts in like it, sometimes it will take me a long time to put on contacts. So hmm. I, I want to leave myself extra time. Okay. Luckily, I was able to put them in almost immediately. So I had another 15 minutes where I just like waited and seen you guys. Yeah. Um, great opportunity. We got on the court. So they split into two. One half was just like for people to shoot around, take photos, videos. Yeah. And know. there were kids there as well. Kids they were able to be on the running court. Running some drills and stuff. Yeah. And then the other side was for people who wanted to play. Right. And it was, you know, there were no real rules. It was just like, yeah, whatever. Come play. Get, grab your five. And obviously, if you win, you stay on the court. Pretty standard stuff. Um, we took that thing too seriously. In retrospect, yeah. we took it too seriously. Like, I'm looking at some of the photos. Man, I'm sweating through that Liverpool. <laughs> I'm sweating through that Liverpool kit, man. First yeah. off, who wears a Liverpool kit no, that's to come it. hoop? Wearing a soccer kit to play another sport is... Which is my go-to, as you yeah. know, right? I mean, I, when I was on Score FC along seven goals, I used to show up in hockey jerseys to be in goal. Yeah, again, yeah. You were, that, that, makes, that explains it, man. You <laughs> yeah, were that, really sport, does, man. that really does explain it. Uh, this guy gave me a pair of cleats. I'm like, nah, man, I'm wearing sneakers. <laughs> yeah, that's nuts. But, yeah, yeah, like, we were... Yeah, we were. We took it seriously. We had Trevor Louis, Trevor Louis on our team. And I'm proud to say that, like, yo, we won. We were in three and one. Yeah. You know, the one game we lost, like, we didn't score a single point. But we we won three of our games. We were tired. Alex was going off. This guy hit, like, the the nastiest jumper I've ever seen. (laughs) I'm not talking about. Yeah, I scored the first two baskets. First two baskets of the game. I think uh, I assisted you on both of them. One of those, I yeah. swung it to you, and I said, give it back. And then, you hit, <laughs> and then you hit the jumper. No, so I saw the video footage. The first one, obviously, the crafty signature left hook yeah, yeah. in the post. that was coming. And after that dropped, uh, you can hear in the video of you screaming in the back. You're like, you guys don't know. <laughs> you don't know the scouting report. Yeah, don't listen to that banter Yo, pod. So I'm you're you yelling at them. Yeah, and then the next one, I went baseline, and like, I don't even know how I made that shot. Some people might have seen the footage on social. Uh, I, I line drive my shots, and like, I'm a lefty, but somehow when I shoot, it just seems like I need to have Tommy John surgery with both arms. You know what? I, I don't understand. Like, you're shooting with two hands, but they yeah. flap open at the end. <laughs> I know. This guy doing elevator doors. Yo, so people don't just because, like, I've never seen footage of myself shooting. <laughs> no, but when when will I ever, when have I ever seen well, myself shooting? I showed shooting? you the footage of you shooting at Ramsden last year. That's right, yeah. And but that was, like, minimal footage. But this time, you know, I yeah. saw it in clear 4K and was able to see just how disgusting my shooting form yeah. is. And well, uh, regardless, though, we, we won three of the games and, we and, and only lost one. And you got a lot of shots up. Did you get a lot of shots up? Not even that many shots up. Mostly I was like playing, not even point. I was just yeah. kind of directing at the top. Yeah. Trevor will want us to mention that he hit every oh, game winner. By the way, Trevor, yeah. He, did every he hit game every game winner? Uh, yeah, I all believe three? so. Wow. I believe he There's one game he definitely scored all eight points. Yeah. Because we were playing quick games. We were only going up to seven. No, that was so fun, man. Shows, no, it was amazing. Clement, Johnson, so many other people there. And the funniest thing is we were just back there for the game afterwards. <laughs> yeah, we were back there for the game. That was a wild week for me because I went to Scotiabank Arena, I believe, like seven times. Because like that day I went twice. The following day was an awesome 
off day for the Raptors, and I went to a Leafs game with Tom Henry. Got you, yeah. How was super that? Super fun. Um, yeah, it was super fun. Where'd um, you guys sit? Uh, we were in the 300s, but it's kind of like, um, you know how we watch the basketball games in the 600s? Yeah. It's like a good view because you're able to see like okay, the right. ice surface like that. Shout out to Lindsey Dunn right. um, for, for the plug. And that's why I asked, like, you know, if you go to these games and you get – Two double whiskeys and the bill is $65. Uh, what? Do, do you tip um, is the question. I believe I did that night, actually. No, you're kidding, man. That's not uh, Also, uh, why are you drinking double whiskey? That was, uh, that was TH's order. <laughs> Just a TH. Yo, what? Uh, comedy album, Tom Henry Kills, now available on Spotify. Also available on Bright. Unblocked.eventbrite.ca. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Unblocked. laughs> yep. I swear, if you don't buy a ticket. <laughs> All right, chill out, man. <laughs> We don't need to go that hard. Um, we are going that hard. And then on the Thursday, I was invited back, thanks to Rise Try, Mark Valena, to the Filipino run. Right. Um, so I got to run again. Um, and You had jerseys for this one. This one looked like yes. much more organized. Well, so, well here's the thing. Very organized. Um, you know, shouts, shouts to both uh, CCY and Rise Tribe. But there were six teams. They had set the teams uh, of, of the six. And I actually got a G League Ignite jersey because I had helped Mark Valena behind the scenes with some stuff. Right, right, um, got you. So it was like, you know, a little... You wrote a feature about him? No. <laughs> <laughs> did you write, did you profile him? No, no, no. But, uh, you know, it was close. Um, and no, it was it was super fun. And the funniest thing is that whole day, you know, Ron Harper Jr., uh, you know, of Filipino descent, um, you know, was doing a post-game thing at, at the Raptors game that evening. And I also sat in on that. Um, I basically out Filipinoed our, our producer JR Manitad the entire day, which was the humbling experience. That was very humbling. It was very um, humbling. Because he should have been in that run. He also, should. I want to see I him invited him. I want to see him hoop. Why he said no? Uh yeah. No, he said yeah, yeah. Oh. Like I, I'm not coming into work during the day. Like I'm working from home, so I'm not gonna come downtown. Bro, take a day off and come to the Scotiabank yeah. Arena Court. That was also the game, by the way, I, you forgot to mention this, but we had to record two episodes of the Raptor show on that Monday. Because we were, that the game was taking place at the same time as we would typically go alive between two and three. So that's right. So on the we, Monday we recorded our regular show. Yes, and then we were in this very exact booth doing a backup with James Herbert. Yeah, where you read off so many stats about the MVP candidates. Yeah, I still <laughs> think. I, I still think I got Embiid, man. I hope he's healthy. Yeah, no, Embiid's gonna win. Um, I'm pretty sure about that. Anyways, the funniest part of the Filipino run is yes. So the Raptors, I believe it was either who were they playing? Was it Raptors Thunder? Um, yeah, it was Thunder. Yeah, that, so yeah. a friend of the program, Oren Weisfeld, already mentioned, was at Thunder Shootaround. Probably getting Shea quotes, Luke yeah, quotes. Yeah, 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 he's working really hard. He's Mr. Canada stuff for sportsnet.ca as well. And he comes out of the arena as we're waiting to go in for the run. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you doing here? And we told him about the run. And then the minute I walk in, I get a text from him. He's like, yo, I have my gym clothes with me. <laughs> Do you think you could get me in? I'm like, no, I think they already like filled out the teams and stuff. <laughs> also, you're nah. not Fil- I didn't want to say you're not Filipino because I'm not Filipino. <laughs> so I couldn't use that on him. <laughs> but I just thought it'd be hilarious if Oren got in on that run. Yo, no, I'm the, f- the idea that Oren is just walking around with gym clothes on. He probably, this, honestly, I respect Oren for that. Like, that's how you know he, he's, he's definitely. He's a, he's a true hooper because yep. he's walking around with shorts underneath his jeans, yeah. with, with ball <laughs> shoes on. Like that reminds me of like Yo, grade he like seven, man. He's Yo. looking at nineteen ninety nine. That's legit, like the the fashion at that time, man. I need him to have his shorts over his jeans. Yo, okay, <laughs> that's different. No one, no one did that. No one did that. Relax. No one did that. But 
No, man. I, he was ready. I, I didn't know Oren was that real. I mean, we've yeah. seen him hoop before. He, he's okay, but... Um, no, Oren's pretty good. Yeah. The <laughs> funniest thing with Oren yesterday, we even tried to get Oren to pass a Filipino citizenship test. Did we? Because <laughs> he did claim that he was a, 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 a friend of the community. He did say that. Oh, okay. And so we gave I him a little I was talking to Josh Sue at this time. Yeah, right. There were some other details that we cannot expose. Um, but, uh, you know... Shouts to Josh. Shouts to Josh. And, yeah, like, we... We asked him some questions. He was doing okay, and then because he was like running this quiz with Jr., who's an actual Filipino. So what and also kind of questions Quebec. do you have? Like one example or no? They were asking him some more general stuff, of like what to eat and stuff. Okay, and then okay, I, okay. I came over and I was just like, "Yo, Orin, do you know Jollibee's?" Mm. And he was like, "Nah, man, what's that?" <laughs> and we, we failed him on that. We failed. Him. That's okay, that's okay, like okay. you do your parking test, but at the very end, you you backed into like another car yeah, or something. This, an actual thing that happened. Yeah. To my life. Well, that's yeah. fine. Damn, man. Um, <laughs> more, more therapy. Yo, seriously, though. No, like, when, when you talk you about your car tests and therapy, that's when you know, man. You're done. You're Yo, good. trust you're fixed. me. Trust me, it's coming. But, no, uh, you're fixed, man. Shouts to Homelander, Jeremy. Um, he <laughs> we was, gotta give context to that. He was there as well. well what context do we need? He's a, he's a mainlander. That's why we call him. No, oh, by the way. He's a Homelander. Here's the thing. People don't understand this. So, my observation of seeing lots of mainland Chinese people who love basketball. Well, obviously, basketball is huge in China. Yes. Um. There is a particular preference for mainland Chinese basketball fans to come to play basketball or come to the arena mm. wearing the the full basketball outfit. Now, <laughs> now, here's the thing. Everyone obviously wears, like, you know, a, a loose-fitting shirt and some shorts and ball yeah. shoes to come play basketball, right? But not everyone wears, like, the exact kit. And so, mm. shouts to Jeremy in this situation. He had Raptor shorts Ooh, on. He had tights this? on. He had, like, whatever, just, you know, <sighs> Nikes or whatever. I think probably Anta's. Yeah, he, he the Anta yeah, go for yeah, real. Yeah, shouts to Anta. Um, and then he had on Pascal's pr- uh, practice jersey. This is a practice jersey with OVO on it. But he had a practice jersey, and then he had a shirt underneath. He looked exactly the same way pa- Pascal would have been dressed. Yo, he, Did he have a headband? He must. He, if he, he had the headband, like Pascal he, doing media day before game one of the finals with Guillermo. Yo, he looked like it was Halloween, and he was going as Pascal Siakam. Man. No, it's like that meme photo of the guy walking out of the gym in the full LeBron Lakers fit. I'm, I'm telling you, that must have been that must have been a Chinese. Are you stereotyping? that as like a fit or are you just stereotyping jeremy you remember that meme from like 2018 nba twitter where it was um chinese westbrook oh that's right yeah <laughs> what russell was he wearing Eastbrook. <laughs> russell, russell <Eastbrook>. far east <laughs> yo he was also wearing an okc thunder jersey tucked into okc thunder shorts and somehow his leggings. head was shaped just like westbrook <laughs> and he was wearing glasses yo, oh, no, yeah. with glasses is insane man okay so you're stereotyping the full no i'm just saying fit. like i just don't see other cultures Come to the NBA games in the full team outfit, like they're part of the team, man. Just choose one. That's a very you versatile fit, though, because you can wear that to like the arena before the game, during the game, and after the game. That's a three and one, man. It's crazy, man. I'm going to see my favorite team, and I'm going to wear their whole outfit. Holy. Anyway, shouts to Jeremy. No, shouts to Jeremy, man. Like it's been cool getting to know uh, Jeremy. Follow him on IG. Peace. Dot made it. No, um, it's one of the photographers there. Genuinely trying to make it. No, and, and, you, and you know where else you can see Jeremy? Hmm. At the uh, Unbar Conference, man. You'll be seeing him on the live show, man. Yeah, he's uh, he's shooting for us. He's he a is. Photographer. Unblock.eventbrite.ca. Yeah. Get tickets. Yeah. Hello, welcome. Yeah, promo code. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I can't do that. Um, he's got packing in a lot of promo, man. Um, 
Yeah, no, it's been cool getting to know guys like Jeremy, and yep. I know we joke a lot about JR too, but I feel like this year has been cool just to like continue to expand and like get to know people in that media space a bit more. Yeah, and the way I'm looking at them is like when you watch season four of The Wire, you know, these are the kids, <laughs> and they're going to define, really they're the, gonna kids, define right? the game going forward, man. No, they're really you know the I mean? kids. I'll throw Orin in there too, man. Yeah. Okay. Horns Randy. <laughs> I don't even. There's like. Legit, we calling him a snitch. You know, there's, now why, right? there's legit no comparison, no reason for it. Why is He's he just Randy? Be man? Randy. No, man. <laughs> Who's Jr. Then? We need to leave this, man. Show uh, shows to Orin and, and Jr. Um, you know, Jr. Who's the Who's the other guy? Who is Weebay's son? Yeah, he's Weebay's son. Oh, he's just gotta get adopted yeah, by the, the right situation. He just goes home and has all the designer clothes. Jr. does show up in nice clothes. And I'm like, he's got the clothes laid out on bed. In bed. His mom's that? like, "You think I wasn't gonna take care of you first day of school?" Yo, that's why I'm gonna have my son looking broke. Yo, shouts to Delanda. Yeah, then he showed up in like the throwback Bulls jersey. Um, Oh, oh man! All right, that's too much detail, man. No. Anyways, yeah. great run, great run, great run, great run. Yeah, great run. How'd you do, man? How'd you do in the Filipino run? Filipino run you was scored a was bit, right? Really good. Yeah, hit a three. Um, yeah, hit, which hit I an, wouldn't believe until I saw the. Yeah, hit an, but you hit an, hit an NBA hit three an with NBA that shot, three, which is really sick. Um, again, my arms flailed both ways. <laughs> I think you you said your arms were sore afterwards and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So we didn't try as hard. We didn't try as hard at the Filipino run. It's definitely. I don't more, think the Raptors tried as hard as we did in that five on five. But man. apologies. Yo, for you, us. At one point, oh, I, forgot, I can't believe I forgot this. Oh, at one point, there was a loose ball, and there was no chance of you getting this rebound. And the other guy who got the rebound was like 120 pounds, uh, yes. and I'm not exaggerating. Yes. He's like. Shorter than you, smaller than you, and all points. Yes. And Alex decided to reach over the back, around him, wrestle them to the <laughs> ground. We took fought this guy, fell on the ground, no, uh, and it wasn't going to be a jump ball because it was clearly a, just a loose ball foul. And it wasn't going to be free throws. We're just going to reset the play again. This is a standard five on five. This is a charity mm, five on five. Mm-hmm, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and yeah, that was that was the approach you came with. So I appreciate that energy, man. Yeah. Apologies. We played hard in that one. Apologies to, to CCY and the entire Chinese community. You know, I did do some reflecting on that play and I just I get too into the game man. Well, like you, I think we joke like when we step on the court we're just trying to win it doesn't matter if it's no charity Tuesday <laughs> no but you know what I mean though like yeah. I, I don't know how to take it that easy when I'm on the court I hear you man yeah and that's why you were not going to be in the celeb game that and also we're not celebs yeah we're definitely, two issues. We're, we're, not, not we're not we don't have we don't have game we're not celebs like yeah, th- what no, are we no, doing that's, there? that's been established all right clement whatever we'll do the play-by-play that's a clement, <laughs> like, we'll do the play-by-play we're gonna talk about clement a lot <laughs> oh man uh what else man <laughs> what else uh red panda was there that day that was an amazing day the oh, raptors beat yeah, the nuggets which was great we got three wins on the court yeah which was great mm-hmm. we got to see red panda which was great yep and you know that, we went for lunch with uh with uh with Homelander Jeremy. We did. Who yeah. brought a who brought a wild crew? He was like, shout uh, to his crew. He's man. like, yo, I know a Taiwanese place. So we're like, okay, let's go. Mm. And then we showed up, and there were a bunch of kids there, man. Shout <laughs> yeah. to the kids there. Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was sick. Um, great day. I think that does it for that segment. I don't it's, really it's, got much left. There's, there's no, there's no more. You know what? There's a lot of Scotiabank Arena stories that we can't tell. But we had a, we had an all time day yesterday at the Pacers. Oh yeah, game. lots to tell. All unfortunately, all time day. Unfortunately, man. even 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 on the on the truth truth serum uh, banter pod, we're unable to uh, provide the information. But so, somehow, OnlyFans was involved. All right, no, we're gonna move on. Anyways, we're gonna move. No, on. it was a great day, man. Shouts shouts to everyone. It's always. <laughs> great to get so much information oh, um, from folks do we have anything else i mean we have this assorted stuff no need for this face mash 
what about it? What about it? I don't even know what this is. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I put this in myself. So this is one of those things. I think it was actually during that Denver game Mm. where the Raptors were doing a segment um, where they they showed the players. This must have been before the season on Media Day. Mm. Showed them pictures of like essentially like AI generated faces where they mashed OG and Scotty's face together. And it obviously never looks good. Right. Mm. And um, they're showing this segment. Now, the Raptors were down at at the first quarter, I think it was between the first and second quarters. So they were down and Nick is obviously in the huddle and all the assistant coaches and they're trying to draw plays. Mm. And like everybody's really focused on the game itself and, and the huddle. Meanwhile, I'm looking down at <laughs> Chris Boucher, Ron Harper Jr., Jeff Down Jr. are just watching the, the, the stupid oh. little face smash at the oh, top. Oh, yes. This, like, is what, yo, please, man. this is when you were win yelling the game, at them to man. pay win attention. The game. And like, it did win the game. We did win the game. This happens all the time. It happens. But oh, it God. was just very funny at that moment. I'm like, yo, you guys are coming off three games and three losses in a row, man. We need to win this game. It's been a frustrating season, bro. Yeah, and I'm not trying to snitch on these guys. I'm just saying, no, like, like, when you're at work, you're at work work man no but at the same time the season kind of just flew by man yeah you don't think the season flew by we got two weeks left the season did fly by yeah i agree mostly because we didn't take a vacation well actually that's not true i took i didn't take a vacation you did take a vacation did you take one no you did i've just been going like every single are you taking every time single off show in the playoffs i need to i need to mentally prepare i need to look up the net rating of 16 teams <laughs> yo have i actually not taken a single day i don't off? think you have because i don't remember filling in by myself Except for those 10 minutes oh, when you're coming yeah. back from practice. <laughs> We've covered I mean, that already. I don't know why it's so hard for me. Like, it's not that hard. But no, I'm, just like, I'm just like, damn, man, Raptors. Once right. the YouTube stream turned on and I could see your face, I knew immediately, <laughs> man. This man was in trouble. I should have told the tap cab driver to drive faster. Like in Rush Hour 2 when yo. Chris Tucker offered him money. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, get me to the what? studio, Next man. I was just going to call you in the cab, man. I, I'm, I'm down, I guess. Like, call what would I do? Cab. So I would just walk through the entire OMP while, while answering <laughs> the questions. And I would just hop in the studio and then flip onto the mic real time. Oh, real-time. man. That would be amazing. Man. I guess so. No, but like a WWE entrance, man. <laughs> you see them in the tunnel, and then they walk in, and then they spit water everywhere. Holy! Um, By the way, wrestling makes no sense to me, actually. Yeah. Um, if you like it, uh, I used to love wrestling. Yeah, but it was just like a soap opera type. Wrestling's not good now, but I guess if you was it good like, back then? Yeah, what's yeah, good it about was, it? It was one of the best things. It was just storylines. Character. You, you know what? You got to go on YouTube and do a. Do a deep dive into wrestling. I'm good, man. Just no, you don't even need to watch the matches. It's just all the like interviews and promos. I've seen lots of clips of uh, look up Kurt Angle, man. Look up Kurt Angle. You don't. Need I've to seen look some up very problematic clips of Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah, no, uh, wrestling was hugely problematic um, during yeah, yeah. the 90s, gotcha, including gotcha. certain gimmicks and things that they would say. But yeah. I highly recommend looking up, obviously, The Rock. Um, you know, right, the right. Rock I've, seen, I've also seen else. problematic clips of him. I, I mean, yes, like in the entire. You know what? The entire world was problematic. Yeah, um, no, I hear you, man. But look up Kurt Angle, man. That's the underrated one. Got you. But I actually think we're good for segment one, man. Okay. Um, we, we do, you know, one of the things that happened on the show recently, I don't know, there's, I think it was last Friday, we somehow started talking about the bubble. Oh, yeah. And the bubble was like super funny. Yeah. But I think we should save that. We should save that because we no. just want to go through. We <laughs> Yo, some go, of these are killing me. We want to go through the bubble at some point, maybe at one of these next banter pods. Maybe it'll be a good summer project to just revisit the bubble. Because yeah. no, the we, bubble was just... A wild time when you when you think about it, like truly, you yeah. see the list here. No, the list is crazy. I forgot that. Um, <laughs> okay, let's one, just say- one, 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 the only thing I'm going to say from this yeah. is uh, O'Shea Brissett, who just beat us on the Pacers, yep. was on the Raptors, 
he brought his own vlogging setup right. to the bubble. Several players did this. Uh, Matisse Heibel, I think, did a really popular one as well. Yeah, I yeah but Raptors related, it was, yeah. It that's, was, that's the only thing Matisse could shoot. So <laughs> was the camcord. <laughs> oh, man. That's tough. He's shooting better in Portland, I think. I've seen him hit some threes now. But, yeah, well, um, uh, better not make sure him and Dame don't win a title. Oh, man, you <laughs> better, better pray. pray. <laughs> Y'all better pray, man. Yeah. I'm like, yo. <laughs> God damn, man. What religion is Dave's that? Dave's really 32 and 40 on the Blazers. He's 32 talking like this. You're 36, man. Like, just just, just like, y'all better pray. Like, you don't hear Fred being like, y'all better pray the Raptors don't turn around and win the championship. That's like, why, that's they why know res- better, man. That's why I respect Nick being like, uh, we'll be a hard out. <laughs> no, that's crazy. You know what? I didn't realize. just came out and said we're not going to win it. I didn't realize how wild that quote was until, until you really put it in context. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to be a hard out. Yeah. <laughs> but we're going out. Yeah. <laughs> Just a question if it's going to be easy or hard. Yeah, yeah. But, but Bursette, O'Shea Bursette yeah. was doing a vlog. And one of those, when they were walking from the hotel to the hotel to play the game, yeah. <laughs> they lived that. Um, Matt Thomas, in a mask, was was speaking, you know, as he, you know, as, yeah. as, as most white men in Toronto do eventually at some point in their life, speaking mm. Patois. This oh, guy. that's right. <laughs> I put assorted Toronto slang in here. Yo, yeah, this but. guy was trying, man. He was really trying, man. The funniest thing was JQ was in the background. Oh, <laughs> and I know she's like, man. Whoever was there need to like, someone needs to just write a book, man. There's probably so many wild well, stories I think, from there. Who wrote like a big story ben, from that? Well, uh, Taylor Rooks wrote a Taylor really Rooks good one right, for yeah. GQ. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Ben Golliver wrote a whole book about it because right. he was one of the few reporters there. Have we talked about this? You know, at that time, would you have gone to the bubble if they were like, oh, we can credential you. I think you asked me that on running back. Did and I, I said did I ask no. You that? Yeah. Okay. yeah. No. Meanwhile, on running back. <laughs> oh, yeah, running back. We hadn't had haircuts in three years. <laughs> running back, we were squeezing cuts. We haven't had haircuts in three years. We're talking about anything. I did a React pod about the, the game where the Raptors uh, beat the, the, the Jordan's Bulls. Oh, I did all React. No, I handed out three stars. Jumaine Jones, I believe, a Gerald Henderson <laughs> award when he rewatched Game no, the 7. That is horrible, man. This is why we <laughs> needed therapy in the first place. Yo, the, the content was wild. I didn't uh, know yeah. who Jumaine Jones was, and I didn't need to. <laughs> the only thing I'll mention about the bubble, and we'll do a deeper dive in the summer after some research, is the funniest thing to me right now is that they put the teams in different hotels based on their record. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you were like the top four teams, you could get really service if you were like five to eight you got to take a golf cart to the arena <laughs> they're like you spending days in at and the then, days in man. and then if you're fighting to get in the playoffs you get continental breakfast yo that's crazy <laughs> yo, why did the nba have to do that man adam silver is like i can construct society however i want and i still want classes <laughs> Yo, the different levels of hotel is like a home court advantage is killing me. Yeah, people don't talk about home court advantage enough, man. Oh, my God. Oh, Anyways, man. the bubble was great. But yeah. Rubble, man. but yeah, no, uh, make sure you check out the event. Yeah. You know, once again, let them know, Will. Uh, you let them know, man. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Unblock.eventbrite.ca, promo code, hello, welcome. Want to see you guys all there. And yeah, when we come back, we're going to chat with Elaine Kwan. Welcome back to the Banter Pod. I'm still here with my producer and co-host, Alex Wong. And we are joined by friend of the program, Elaine Kwan, who we mention all the time. Um, so it's, it's about time we got the audience to, to meet Elaine. Elaine, what's going on? Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for having me on the show. Appreciate it. <laughs> this is so formal uh, right how, now. How she's nervous, like, how nervous she's like, like what's up? <laughs> uh, nervous? Maybe about five. Just yeah. because, you know, this isn't our normal kind of conversation no listen elaine's a pr guru 
she'd been through the fire, so she knows what's up. Yeah, um, do you want to get? Do you have an intro for Elaine? Uh, There's no rapping this time. Oh man, Come sorry, on. man. I, you know, I've been busy with other things. Really, Trevor got so, one. Uh, Elaine, you know, I've been busy with other things, mm. so it's no disrespect. But I do want to hear first too, Elaine. Like you've told me this off air that you know, like we'll mention occasionally, we'll shout you out. Um, and usually without any context. I think we just talk about stuff and just like shout out Elaine Kwan and you'll hear about it from people. Is that correct? Yeah. You know what? Surprisingly, the most random people or friends of mine, I didn't realize were f- big fans of your show. They'll just like text me and say, I just, you just got a shout out on the show. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. These guys are friends and it's just a joke, whatever. But uh, yeah, you guys have a huge following. I mean, outside of the Asian community I'm talking about. Well, you know, we, we will beat those allegations once we finally get a banter podcast who is an Asian, but, you know. Oh, yeah, who is going to be the first non-Asian? I mean, Joe Cash one. doesn't even count because no, he's going to claim Asian. Cash counts as an Asian. He's, Cash is going to bring his run down to us. I think Cash is almost Asian, though. He's legit yeah. you've seen Asian. You've seen Cash at Hong Shing, you know. And oh, Shouts to Hong Shing, by the way. Shouts to Hong Shing, Just before, yeah, you know, we, we took this break. You know, we, we had some. We legit, Colin a, came we legit through, a feast. Man, Colin came through with the A-list. Like yeah. Colin from Hongxing. Greatest hits. Another another shout out. What do we have? You know what? Up. Let's do an extensive shout out. What do we have? We had the lobster. The Typhoon lobster. Yeah. The the beef tenderloin. Right. That's a my, favorite. My favorite. Szechuan wings. Yeah. What else? Couple noodles. A uh, noodles. Crystal dip. dumplings. Yeah. Crystal dumplings, noodles. Uh what? Exo sauce rice. Yep. Right. I think there's a few more we're missing. The beef noodles. But but, but the 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 best, dessert. The dessert which we have was right here. Out of the park. And what is the dessert? The it is the white rabbit cream mm. cream filled pastry puffs. Yeah, and this is courtesy of Colin's wife. Yeah, Colin's yeah, wife. Shelsa Vanessa Colin's gets wife. a shout Shelsa out. Vanessa mm. wasn't familiar with your game, but no, I mean, legit, game, we weren't familiar, <laughs> with, weren't familiar with your game. Her game is fire. Yeah, like that. Those cream puffs were no. Colin's always showing love. Yeah. So shout out to Colin. That's another future banter podcast coming. So. But, but it's about Elaine right now. Mm. So, Elaine, as with every guest, we've only had one guest. Um, we <laughs> like to start with the story. Um, do you remember how you met us? Yeah, I uh, do. So I was introduced to Alex by another friend of the program, Clement Chu from CCYA. Yeah. Um, you know, la- this Asian circle yeah. is so funny. I, I it's promise, literally just a circle. I promise we know other people other than yeah. Asians. But yeah. We know six people. Yeah. But no, no. Shouts to the community. We're, we're all about supporting each other and Clearly. networking. So, so uh, yeah, it was an intro through Clement um, in August of 2021. He, Gosh, you're bringing dates. Yeah, I got dates. Yo, respect no, she, to the research. Notes. She took notes. No, respect yeah. to the research. Nice. Okay, Keep yeah, on. August. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, uh, no, Clement men- mentioned that you were writing a book about the Raptors and that we that's should right. talk. Prehistoric so coming October 24th. Right. This year, I thought yeah. you don't want to talk about the book. Uh, I don't, but like you know, it's a it was a natural spot to say something. Yeah, yeah. you're right, fair. Yeah, so we have info coming soon. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how that's how the conversation started. So we just emailed, and then he interviewed me for the book. Yep, and then we went, and then we went for lunch, I believe, yeah. at the Distillery District. Oh, right, wow. yeah. we did. We Who picked up? the venue. That's nice. I think it was Elena. Actually. I think I did. And then we went for ice cream. And then we went. Oh, then we went for ice cream. Mm. Yeah, and then obviously Damn. it trickled through, and then eventually, eventually you met Will. And then I met Will at Superfresh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Our friends group is really a flat circle. Yeah, I mean, look, honestly. So, like, how did this story end at Superfresh? Of course it did. 
Shots to uh, Trevor, man. Holy. Yeah, so super fresh. Was it at the grand opening? Was it the grand no, opening? No, I wasn't, he, I wasn't he, there he at the grand opening. Grand opening. Oh, okay. We invited him. I invited him. Yes. There was uh, one event where he's just like, yeah, man, I just fell asleep. I'm not I think, I think that might have been the grand opening. <laughs> Shout, sorry, grand Trevor, opening. but, uh, you know, we, we've been back since sleep, many times. Sleep was important. Yeah. 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 Well, so you met Will. Yeah. So that's and, when I met Will. Like, I mean, just to give more context. Mm. I did the PR for the opening of Superfresh, so kind of like That's uh, right. you know, it's it's all blending together. Yeah, you see and, how it and all will works. of course you can speak on this. Elaine's helped us behind the scenes. With oh, are you kidding me? And like yeah. so many other things, right? No, logistically, um, you know, obviously Elaine's on top of things. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just think that there's like a certain experience that goes into all of this um, that is sometimes hard to find. And you know, as much as me and Alex like to think of ourselves as sort of like self-made people like we actually have a ton of people you know behind the scenes who have really helped and mm. you know this is why we want to talk to elaine um plus you're just our friend now and we have had many dinners together um what's our favorite what's the favorite what's the favorite meal we've shared together because we've also shared quite a few meals i feel well, like at this point we got the we got the hong sheng the private invite yeah. was really fun right that was an asian gold ribbon event I right believe. yes where Lee Ben Osman, what did Lee Ben eat oh again? My rice without fried rice? rice. <laughs> fried rice with no fried? So, with no egg, with nothing no nothing. Fried. Fried. So just... here's the thing. I was supposed to go to that thing with my brother because it was an Asian gold ribbon event. That's right. It was a great celebration. And of course, my plus one was Joseph Cacharo. <laughs> That's completely fine. All right. No one has supported Asians more than Joseph Cacharo. I was going to bring my little brother. He got sick the day mm. of, so he couldn't come. And I was like, okay, now I'm scrambling. I reached into our group chat that we have with Evie. <laughs> Once again, we have s- seven friends. <laughs> but Lee Van is not Chinese. And uh, we did reach out to I'm guessing Evie was not available because I feel like Evie would have been. Well, Evie, did Evie come to that? No, she didn't. Or no. she probably was not available, obviously. She's so we, busy. I think she so, was in New York. Okay, yeah, right. she was busy because there's no way Lee Van would have been the first choice so I, in that group chat. So I was like, all right, all right Lee Van, you want to come? Lee Van's like, yes, absolutely. So he was there. <laughs> yeah. And he shows up. And look, I, I knew right away. I was like, okay, obviously Lee Van's going to eat halal, so he's not going to eat the pork. Right. But mm. there's going to be lots of other stuff that he's going to be eating there. Obviously, there's there's all sorts of menus and accommodations. What I didn't realize is that Lee Ben is also allergic to all seafood and shellfish. Um, he's also allergic to eggs. Eggs. Yo, he's yeah. allergic to the whole ocean. <laughs> Does he swim? If he wants, Do you think he can swim? If Lee Van walks into the, the ocean, it's going to look like a SpongeBob SquarePants scene. So he can't go anywhere near that. Um, and he couldn't eat eggs. So I was like, okay, this is now really be a real problem because, like, obviously, Hong Xing is able to accommodate all sorts yeah. of um, and Elaine, dietary you remember restrictions. The menu. Like, the menu yeah. was like. The menu was fixed. Lobster, you know, all the Yeah, it was, a, it was a set menu because it was uh, an Asian gold ribbon fundraiser mm. uh, that we were having. And so it was like a celebration dinner. So, yeah, it was a set menu. But, you know, Hong Xing was able to kind of find something that <laughs> Lee Bang could eat. So based on his his kind of, you know, dietary restrictions. So. No, you just have to. You, I, don't, I know you guys are trying to describe it, but people listening need to know. Like this was like, I don't know, man, like a 10 course meal, 12 course meal, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. best yeah. food that you could possibly have. Like yeah. one of the best meals. And Lee Ben is sitting there looking at like a mound of lobster, like two noodles. Be, yeah, two of those. And he's eating just rice. No, he. <laughs> we got him. We eventually got him to make a special extra edition yeah. where it was chicken fried rice With without no egg. eggs. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Right. And, and so he ate that yeah. most of the time. But then there was egg also, in a dessert or something. He was also like, not drinking as well. Because yeah, again, he was, he was he, you know, he, yeah. you know, the halal boy and all yeah. that stuff. And it's yeah. like, yo, he, he was really. Just there. But that's a great <laughs> part. That's a great part about Lee Ben. Like even in those situations, like he always no, has he's a great, great time. Dude, man. Yeah, that's always man. like yeah. energy. 
Yeah. Well, but the I know you're one of the first people to buy tickets for the live event too. By the way. Yeah. We'll yeah. Salute to Unblock.eventbrite.ca. We'll definitely talk a lot more about that. Uh, that was in the first segment, by the way. So we already mentioned it. Will. That's yeah. correct. Um, here's the thing with Lee Man too. Mm. At the end of the night, when we were served like a dessert, mm. and there was like a cake, and we were like, "Oh no, 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 we can Lee Man can't have this." And but he's then like, he could. And he's like, "Oh no, 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 it's okay. I can eat cake." And I'm like, "But they're like, no, Lee Man, no, it has eggs in it." And he's like, "No, I can, I can eat cake." It's, it's. I was like, "Okay." No. And then he ate the cake with no problem. Did so diagnose his own allergies. <laughs> this guy was just picking and choosing. No. That's what funniest part, you know, funniest part about that night, you know where we ended up? Super fresh. <laughs> We had we went post. There was like a post celebration or hangout at Super Fresh. Though. No, we had other great yeah. events. That Atlanta no, invited I, us too. Oh no, Heidi Lau. You know we hung out at Heidi, oh, Heidi, Lau, Heidi Lau. Lau, the hot pot, where we you to. famously walked away with a gift. No, we could, you know what? Can we? I guess we could tell. This that is story. a self snitch, but yeah. So Elaine, you you've been you wanting to set to, up. Bro. You've been wanting to set up a like a hot pot, you know, <sighs> dinner. So we ultimately went, um, and midway through the, the event, we were like, wow, these. Like, you know, you got an apron for yeah. the hot pot because obviously hot pot like just yeah. jumps everywhere. Lots it's like a splash, boiling pot. Lots of splash. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, these are really nice. And then um, we were leaving the restaurant and we, all, we got into the elevator. And I think Trevor was like, yo, th- those those aprons are really good. I wish I had taken one. And I was like, yeah. And then I pulled one out of my bag because <laughs> I had covertly done the thing where I put my bag uh, oh with the apron God. on top of it. Then I put my jacket on top of it. Then I kind of did it underneath, you know? Yeah. No, this is a whole crime, man. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but it was a great ice. meal at Heidi Lau, and I don't feel bad. Uh, we, no, we, you're we... forgetting the part where the server came downstairs and was oh, like, hey, sir, right. did somebody forget an umbrella? And you were like, no, no, that's not our table. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty sure you sat at table 35. I was like, 100% like, no, that was wrong. my umbrella. And it was his umbrella. He sacrificed an umbrella. It was a trade. It was a trade. Yeah. It was a trade for the apron. Yeah. Yeah. Hadi Lao was a good time. Well, remember Heidi- the noodle person? Yes, the, the person noodle dance came? person. The noodle dance. Yeah. Shouts to Hadi Lao because yeah. it is, I think it's one of the best hot pots in the city. Yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah. It was a great experience. We also did the other hot pot together. Yeah. The one uptown. Was it the other one? Yeah. yeah. That was one where after work one day Savelle here. Savelle came, remember? Savelle came. He was sick, but he still came through. Oh, he delivered oh, a whole right, box right, right. of okay, San Marzano oh, chips, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. the story that I did. And oh, then, yeah, right, yeah right, but the, right. the real story was me and Alex had to drive from here to <laughs> to, 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 to Markham, yeah, essentially. Driving stories, yeah. And Alex had parked his, like, 2001 Honda Civic oh, in the downstairs parking lot. could not get out of the employee parking lot. I'm not kidding. Lot. It took him, like, I, I timed it eight minutes to get out of the parking he, lot. He was timing me, and it was making me sweat. And the problem is that was my first time in that in that lot. And I did not know there was an exit. This is the class system in the world. There's an exit for execs and an exit for civilians. And I think I kept going to the execs one. <laughs> and they're like, no, you have to go to the other side of the street. Okay. <laughs> but I'm going to I'm gonna vote for Alex because I've parked underground at, at uh, OMP. Yeah, and nice. it is. It's a complicated situation. It is very complicated. complicated it took situation. me 20 minutes. And I. This yeah. is years ago when I had come here for a meeting and mm. I couldn't find my way <laughs> Yo, out. I couldn't find my way out of the parking lot. No, that either. was pretty funny. And usually we listen to uh, Sportsnet 590, the fan, where we're in the car. Yep. <laughs> we, we really do. We No, I'm not even kidding. We got into his car. Yeah. There are only three CDs in there. Yeah. Like the actual CDs. Yeah. There's not, 
I was like, at one point, we we're like, yo, let's uh, let's play Chris Boucher's podcast. <laughs> I'm like, you're gonna have to blast it on your phone. And then I was like, yo, where's the where's the aux cord? And he's like, there's no aux cord. I'm like, oh, okay, Bluetooth, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, no Bluetooth, man. There, you gotta have to play it out of your phone speaker. There's a lighter where you can like light a cig if you want. <laughs> so you didn't get one of those car adapters where you can plug into the phone. I feel like I used to have one, but then I gave the car back to my mom for a period. Oh, and then now we've handed it. It's it's like the '97 Hong Kong handover. <laughs> <laughs> she handed it back after 101 years. I'm, I'm outnumbered in this situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my let's, goodness. I let's uh, let's stay focused. Anyways, that's how you met us. Mm. And obviously, one car, two sound systems. People should <laughs> Sorry. know. Yo, that's wild. People should know. Yeah, we also just realized that we have also gone to non Asian restaurants or not non Chinese restaurants, at least with Elaine. We've gone to um, Kurdish. Yeah. Which is on Queen West? Queen West, yes. Yeah. It's a great place. Vivek, a uh, friend of the program, Vivek Jacob, actually saw that we were there, went after, and vouched for it as well. Right. So and, it has and you're, the Jacob voucher. And you're bringing this up because it's an Indian restaurant and he's an Indian? Once again, I need to stay consistent on that. Yeah. It's fine. Honestly, it is, it is an important thing. <laughs> I have never approval. talked about a white food place, although V famously also loves bubble tea, by the way. It's, it's questionable if he loves bubble tea. Oh, yeah, we're going to have to. Uh, yeah, yeah, That's the that's CBD. Put that aside, yeah. Um, and then we also went to the opening of Simple Things, which was in uh, in Parkdale, which was really, really cool. Super cool place. Yeah. Super cool place. So. That was like Italian, but also Taiwanese, yeah. but they also had great drinks. Yeah. yeah. And these, these are all part of like, you know, Elaine's circle and like Elaine's client list and all this stuff. So, uh, yeah. yeah. If you're are opening we, are we a restaurant. Are done doing an ad for a <laughs> Yo, <laughs> no, you ever no. think the content that we do, um, people just think it's all paid content? Here's the thing. Because it does sound like it. People were accusing us this week uh, on YouTube of Dev, when we had Devlin try the bubble tea. Yeah. They're like, oh, are they being sponsored right now by this bubble tea place? No, but we can be. Here's, here's the thing. I, I think once, once you become the content, everything is an ad. That's true, though. No, that's I've been true. I've watching too much Mad Men, sorry. No, 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 yeah. no but, but that's true. This guy's about to talk about the carousel. No, that's legit. That's legit. To be honest with you, I've n- never been the subject of anything, to be honest with you. Yeah. I've been, uh, I'm a behind the scenes person. You no. guys know that. Here you are. Here you are. It's the first this, time we this, haven't this, done this. a pod in the complete darkness. Yeah, we turn on one light for you. Yeah, that's how, that's how accommodating we are to the guests. But <laughs> no, honestly, like, you know, wanted to have Elaine here, um, not just because, you know, she's our friend and, you know, we've obviously had all these hangouts. You know, this being the Raptor show as well, um, people need to know that Elaine was one of the original members of the Raptors organization back when it started in 95, 96. Mm-hmm. And I figured today, too, I know, Will, like, you don't know any basketball, like, you know, until 2001. Well, with last live event, <laughs> Elaine brought Jimmy King to the to the to the. You're like, room. yo, you're like, get this guy out of my green room. No, he I cannot have Hong Shing. I did not say that. <laughs> but he's like, yo, what up, man? And I'm like, hey, I'm I'm uh, I'm Will. Who are you? <laughs> he's like, yo, I'm Jimmy, man. I'm, I'm like, like, literally, this man's part of the Fab Five. I'm like what? Like part of the original Raptors? No, but anyway, um, Elaine, want want to get into your backstory? Um, so where should we start? Should we start in Hamilton? Is is that where we should start? Sure. Okay. Tell us. Tell I'm us an about. Open book. Tell us about growing up uh, in Hamilton. In the Hammer. And favorite, yeah, favorite, like you know, like how'd you get into basketball and stuff? Because I know you're a huge basketball fan. Going back. Yeah, I am. I, I don't know. I, I've, uh, I think it was just one of those things that I watched on TV. It was the. Back then, um, they were they were not live games <laughs> necessarily, so we would get games only on the weekends. So I was watching basketball on the weekends, and I hung around with 
I was kind of like, I was a terrible athlete, but I loved sports. Mm. So all my friends were like a lot of guys. I would play pickup basketball with them on the weekends, like every Friday night, pickup ball. I was the, I guess, team manager, mm. scorekeeper for the high school junior and senior team. And in, in Hamilton, uh, we won the the um, city championships. Nice. Two, three years in a row. So I like I was just a fan of ball. And you know what? I, I was thinking back. I was watching uh, a game with my dad on a weekend, and I must have been 12 or 13 at the time. It was kind of like one of those rare moments. My dad works in restaurants like a lot of Asian kids, you know, first first gen. So we were able to spend a little bit of time before he, like, left to go open the restaurant, right? So we were watching, like, an early afternoon game. And then an ad comes up for Sports Illustrated to get – dazzling dunks VHS tape mm. and I begged my dad I said really? I need I need that VHS tape I need to order so you only got it if you ordered a subscription to Sports Illustrated okay so we called the 1-800 number and my dad like literally I couldn't believe he did it because we didn't come from a lot of money and those subs- to, to even think about getting a subscription to a magazine was insane mm-hmm. but i like begged begged yeah, begged subscriptions for this used to be like not how they are now no i think magazines are just give like they're like oh subscribe for like five dollars for the whole year or something yeah. you know like it was actual but, but for me i got the sports illustrated subscription because i wanted the videotape of the dunks mm-hmm. and that was it wow. and then i had i had the subscription for like years like at least a decade yeah, me too. Like, yeah. I remember subscribing to SI growing up and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I grew up post-magazines. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, by that point... You really did grow up post-magazines. Something called the internet came out, yeah. and I was I grew up with uh, ESPN.com. <laughs> yeah, no. which is still my homepage. That's crazy. <laughs> it was a blackout. <laughs> and that was the first page I checked when we got It was the crazy, because we had yeah. no internet for one whole day, and Alex's desperate... Thing was to see what uh, what <laughs> what Dave McMenamin was reporting. Oh I was like, God, is LeBron questionable tonight or not? I need to know. <laughs> I don't know. No, that's super cool. Like obviously, yeah. like you're a huge basketball fan. Yeah. Growing up. Yeah. And then um, tell us, like, you know, you so you graduate. So where did you go to school? Where did you graduate? And then bring us to uh, bring us to Gretzky's and the Raptors. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I went to U of T. And I had split my time between the Mississauga campus and the downtown campus. Mm. So I had courses at both. Graduated with a criminology degree. So my oh. whole thing was I wanted to be a cop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. You had interned or something, right? Yeah, I yeah. worked there for a summer. Yeah, so you yeah. worked. Okay. Yeah, I worked there for a summer. And yeah. Um, what so, interested you about that? Like, what, what was a, was there like a specific thing that you wanted to like, I oh, this is a career I wanted to shoot a gun. Oh, oh okay. interesting, interesting. All right, all right, all right. Come I, on, you know, Morant? No, I'm kidding. Well, <laughs> come on, man. No, come on, man. Tr- are you getting trouble on no. a banter pod? No, no. Just kidding, man. You, you want the therapy? No, it was just, it was just like, <laughs> you know what? To talk about it in the first segment. <laughs> right. To be honest with you, no, my cousin was a cop. My cousin was a cop, and oh, okay. I, I hung out, I was close with him, and it just seemed like I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah. that age, I, sometimes I you don't did, really think that much about what you want to do sometimes. No, I did think about it yeah. because I did. Trying to project. I, yeah. I, did <laughs> I did work there one summer during university, so then I really kind of liked it. I mm. said, I didn't see myself working at a desk job. Mm. Got you, yeah. Right? So I thought, you know what? This keeps me outside. It gives me something different to do, you know, whatever. So that was the goal. 
But then I, the year I graduated was a major recession. So uh, no one was hiring. Like I tested for all these police forces mm-hmm. and then you're just put on a waiting list. And I said, well, you know, I still have rent and stuff to pay. So I had to get a job. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, a fr- my cousin's friend said, hey, they're they're looking for. And at the time, I didn't know it was Gretzky's restaurant. They mm-hmm. just said, we're hiring at this restaurant. Come here, interview. Went downtown, interviewed. So it was one of those like uh, like a like almost like a job fair where you start out in the morning and by like mid afternoon you were hired. But you they interviewed you in stages. So I passed the first stage, met with the managers, passed the managers, met with the owners, met they hired and then they liked me and they hired me. Mm-hmm. And then after you got hired, that's when they told you what the restaurant was. And then I found out it was going to be the opening of the new Great Wayne Gretzky's restaurant. Right. I've never been to Kretzky's. Um, is it a big deal? It's closed down It's now. closed now. So it was a big was it deal, a big deal at the time. Yeah. It opened. Really? Like it was yeah. like the hottest place in town. Really? So We more bought a page like 30 to 35 in my upcoming book. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you didn't want to sell this book. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess I changed my mind. But no, legit, when they Don't opened, it. it was when, when the Jays won the back-to-back World Series. Mm-hmm. Okay, good so, time. That's where people really like legit. It was like the hot. It was the hot spot. spot. Yeah, right. Because it was down the street from the Dome. And... Like, there were lineups an hour, two hours to get into Gretzky's every day. And, like, every celebrity, Gretzky was still playing at the time. Mm, Right, okay. He was playing with the Kings. So, like, seriously, like, every hockey team, every sports team, it kind of is like was the, I guess, uh, back in the day Cactus Club. Like, every every team came through. All the athletes came through. Present day comp. Yeah. It would be like. I, I guess it's like, yeah. <laughs> okay. I wish there was a better comp. Either that or Harvard I would, I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I've also never been to. Yeah, but that was like the hot spot back in the day, for sure. Like, everyone, mm-hmm. celebrities came yeah, through, everyone right. came through there. And you were, like, working at the door and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Hosting. I was, like, the hostess, and and so I got to see everyone that came through the door, and I got to know everyone, uh, all the regulars. Yeah, it was it was a crazy time. It was a crazy time. Who were some of the regulars? I, I love to hear name drops. In general. Well, so back back in the day, uh, Michael Rapino, who is now the CEO and head of Live Nation, okay. was uh, I think uh, by Drake and he was working yeah, yeah, working yeah. at Labatt's. I think yeah, he was he the was. the brand director or something like that. Yeah, mm. he was like one of the one of the guys that we regularly hung out with, like that we would just party with every every weekend or yeah. every night. I was gonna say, what what was the lifestyle like? Because obviously working. I mean, I imagine you work in, like, restaurants and stuff like that. Like, you're going to have a lot of late nights and stuff. I was very social. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit, I got a bit spoiled. I met a lot of people that had access to a lot of things. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I'm getting free concert tickets. Mm-hmm. I was getting, like, car service to this, that, and the other thing. I was getting into all these parties. I was partying, like, with some Maple Leafs like like Wendell Clark and and then Mark Messier when they were in town and wow. there was just like it was just cool it was a fun time. Uh, Robbie Almar was coming in all the time when he was yeah. with the Jays like it was just it was a crazy crazy time and and John Candy um, was the owner of the Argos mm. at the time um, and so him and Martin Short and all those guys Eugene Levy used to come in on a regular basis. Wow. For lunch and stuff. So, yeah, I don't know. It was just a very cool time. And it was very social. So, I would work sometimes a double shift, like lunch and, and dinner service. And then, 
you know, friends would meet up with me like when when the restaurant closed at one and then we would just keep the night going. Mm. And then I would go home, shower, change and start the next day. to work. Honestly, that sounds pretty fun because I because I feel like especially for professional athletes now, like there's so much social media and everyone has a phone. Like, it's just an enti- entirely different level, right? And there's so much more access. Also, people recognize you eat way more than even before. Obviously, people knew yeah. who some of these guys were. Like, obviously, I'm not saying people didn't know, oh, that's Mark Messier. But, like, you know, like. No, hearing you say Mark Messier is so cool. Why? Just hearing you say any other athlete outside of the 18 Raptors okay. players. Did, did he play for the Rangers? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, yeah. yeah um, no, it's just like celebrities at that point were able to live much more of like an actual like free life. Yeah, yeah. You're not, yeah. You're not you're, so much you know, as. You talk about John Moran, like all this stuff that people yeah. Yeah. capture. Yeah. yeah. Like legit, though. I know you want to make a joke. No, no, there's no joke about that, man. Yeah. Um, the job, I guess. Yeah, job. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah but the, the other thing too is like, so the restaurant was owned by um, one of the Bitovs. Right, it's owned so, by the so, Bitov family. Yeah. yeah. So, for, mm. so for people that don't know, like obviously John Bitov Jr. was like the first owner, you know, as part of the ownership group of the Raptors, and that's how you got linked up in that way, right? Like right. Gretzky's, yeah. make these connections, and then how you end up, how do you end up on the Raptors? Yeah. Well, the crazy, crazy thing was. Um, I was there the night John found out he won the bid for the team. Yeah. It happened to be his birthday. Yeah, September 31st, 1993. Yeah. yeah. So, so for, <laughs> wow. I guess it's Alex with the date. I know. Years, that's true, true. <laughs> this is all I remember right now. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah. But um, She was at a concert with a friend. I was at a concert with a friend. It's like, <laughs> just let me tell you. No, go on. You want to tell the story, no, Alex? Apparently, you, you no, know it better ahead. than sorry. me. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So, so uh, yeah, I was at a concert with a friend. And our, after the concert, we left the concert a little bit early, and he's like, let's go back to Gretzky's. It's John's birthday party. I worked there, and there was a rule that we weren't supposed to fraternize or socialize if we weren't working there that night. Mm, makes sense. So I said, I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, I, can't, I can't hang out there. I can't go to the—and they go, no, 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 it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's like almost the end of the night. So we head back, and literally we walked in the door no more than five, ten minutes later— John's like jumps up on his chair is like uh hold on a second hold on a second and literally was taking the call like live oh my god wow. and he jumped on a chair and he just like screamed out he, he he won the bid and the whole restaurant erupts in cheers and it was like mayhem so, so that, that point, was it at that point had the raptors already been confirmed to come to toronto it they weren't even the Raptors yet. So there was it was ninety three. So obviously they don't start playing till ninety five, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Of course. I was, so yeah. like there was like three different groups that don't um, that 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 like bid on the team. Got you. And right. John wasn't supposed to win. Like people weren't giving him like that good of a chance. That's right, right? Right. I mean, I mean like like all like all the bids were very competitive. And yeah. one of the other one of the other ownership groups that were bidding had had um, Magic Johnson. Yeah. So they were the front runners because they had a and confirmed Larry NBA was on the other group. Yeah, yeah. And Larry ended up not getting, but then obviously he ended up. Right, right. Anyways, right. that's a long. Story. Anyways, so anyways, yeah. So that's that's kind of my long story no, into. That's so cool. The fact that you were literally there. Yeah. For like even that moment, mm-hmm. like that night, you know. Yeah. Like. I I, don't, I think story. everything happens for a reason, for sure. Yeah. That was crazy. But, I mean, no one really knew that I was a huge basketball fan. That, like, I mean, it's not like I'm, like, running around shouting that out to people, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and, you know, I don't think it ever occurred to me that we would ever get a team in Canada, to be honest with you. So when they even announced that they were looking for it, I was like, 
freaking out. I was like, wow, it's happening, right? And then, like, literally in October or something, well, I guess October was, like, literally the next day, because it was the end of September. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, about mid-October, John's brother, Jordan, who I'm friends with, uh, asked me, like, oh, how come you're not working with the team? I go, what what are you talking about? And he goes, the NBA team. I said, you guys have an office already? It's, like, only been two weeks. And they go, yeah. And I said, Oh, he goes, come down, come down, talk to us. So that's literally what happened. Like he calls me two days later. I go down for an interview and I like, I get a job. Like I was losing my mind. I just never thought it would happen. So was that job PR? No. <laughs> oh, okay. What was the job? The, so one of the conditions to secure the team was the team had to sell a certain number of seasons tickets. Gotcha, gotcha. So I just got hired on the sales team right. to help sell tickets and out of the job, like they hired like 20 of us on the sales team. Yeah, they hired 20 of us on the sales team. And then um, and then out of those 20 people, only two full-time jobs. And it was based on who sold the most. So yeah. needless to say, it was super competitive. Raptors working like Cutco. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, honestly, it was like just cold call. I was going to say, that was, was my first job. Call, reach out to people. It was. Stuff. Damn. It yeah, was like. Second chapter of the family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rich people. Yeah. It was yeah, seriously pre-computer days. And you're, you're going to laugh. Like it was, it was cold calling on the phone, faxing orders on. I don't know right. if you know what a fax is, Will. I, I know what a fax okay. is. <laughs> Come on. Have I but used you ever faxed anything, you think? No. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why would yeah. I have done that? Yeah. Legit. That's the that's what it was. Divide is crazy. I have used a scanner and sent a PDF to people, <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah. I have not. This guy's DocuSign or nothing. Yeah. yeah DocuSign. Yeah. That seems great. Have you ever signed a piece of paper? Holy man. Uh, yeah. Legit. Legit. That was that was my how my career yeah. started. Damn. And, and then and then you end up getting hired. Yeah. To work in community relations, and that, that right. was like Elaine's like first. I guess like full time role, yeah. Like like you know with the team and stuff. So tell tell people like what you did. Like what was that role? You know what it was. <laughs> we really we didn't know what it was. Like mm-hmm. we were kind of figuring it out as mm-hmm. we went along too. Because everything was so new, new. Uh, and and the NBA, you guys know, is such a marketing machine, and they have a very particular way of doing things. So it was a, for me a lot of learning on the job about how to do these things. So so for us, it was. Um, what we knew we had to do in Toronto was a lot of education, right? Because this was basketball entering to a market that doesn't know anything about basketball. So trying to sell people on that and getting them to understand the game and the whole vibe when you're in the arena. So a lot of the, the community relations that we knew we had to do was going to be outreach, Got education. You. So it's clinics and and uh, autographs, schools. school visits, all that sort of right. stuff. So there was a lot, a lot of community outreach. And then the other thing was we knew we had to get out into the communities, not just downtown, like go to the suburbs. So that's where where the fan base was going mm-hmm. to be, being it, it going into a more diverse community fan base. Yeah, I've always heard stories about like that being – the strategy the Raptors approached it with, right? Because the Raptors um, obviously came into a, a place where it was heavily least dominated. It still obviously is heavily least dominated, but right. the stories I always heard was like the Raptors made an intentional point to reach out to women, to reach out to people of color, to reach out to immigrants. And um, 
I think probably for them, it was more of a marketing strategy at that time. But I think it also kind of really made sense. And really, it was kind of ahead of its time, given especially where the sport of basketball has gone. Yeah, but that's kind of we had to reach out to those communities because at the end of the day, a lot of the sports that are most popular here, like let's be honest, hockey is a very expensive sport for any kid to join. And you think about those immigrant kids or kids in those kind of um, communities just don't have the means to join it, even if they wanted to. Mm -hmm. They just don't. But basketball was one of those sports that that kind of leveled things out because you literally could go to Canadian Tire and buy a basketball for like 10 bucks Mm -hmm. and there'd be a hoop somewhere in the neighborhood or at least at the school playground that you could play at. So, so it just it just had a broader appeal to everyone, mm-hmm. and uh, it was probably in those communities like where you see a ball dribble, a kid dribbling a ball everywhere they go, bringing it with them to school. Because that's that's what they could afford. So, we I think there was a, a strong understanding of that, and then even uh, I would say even within the very small staff we had at the Raptors when we when I first started working there, and this is before the team even had a name. There was only like about 30 of us, you know, and we're all fairly young and we kind of had that hustle. And and uh, I have to give credit to John Bitoff and Isaiah Thomas. They really kind of let us kind of uh, be as creative as we as we could be on innovative ways to kind of, you know, market and outreach the community. So we had a lot of fun and we were doing stuff that still stands today i think that the that the team still does but at that time unheard of because the argos weren't doing that the leafs weren't doing that the leafs didn't have carlton the bear back then they only got them after the rafters mm. wow <laughs> no carlton the bear being, being ripped off after the rafter well, shows to the rafter no but that's the, the but that's the other mm. cool thing too is like you know we've we've obviously like you know in our role been able to meet a lot of people like you know like the raptor mascot who's been doing it since, since day, day one. one and like mm-hmm. paul jones who we had from uh, on the show earlier this week like yeah. you know he was a radio guy day from one. day one and stuff and it's super cool because i'm sure like when you see them now you run into them yeah. obviously you're not working with the raptors anymore but like like you guys probably have so many like stories and memories to share just from like those times you know what? I have to say, there there is some special bond between everyone that was there from day one. We really, and it's it's when you kind of launch something of this magnitude. Yeah, it's like a startup. It, it is a hundred percent a startup. But we were all kind of roughly the same age, probably in our early mid twenties, and we just hustled and we did so much. Mm-hmm. It's insane when I look back on the level of things that we did. Um, and we were all just kind of learning as we go, and it was a lot of fun. And I think uh, I think that's what really bonded us because it was a once in a lifetime experience, right, to launch something like this. Yeah, yeah. It's like that a sounds really fun. Raptor show. I was just gonna say because yeah. I I do know yeah. what the feeling of like launching something, like and and how exciting that is, and how much energy you approach work with, and yeah. how much you really want to just like you know build something into something that can last, yeah. but. That's on a small scale. Like a podcast is a very small scale mm-hmm. as compared to like one of 30 NBA yeah. teams. Yeah. So, no, man, it's that's great. cool. It's crazy. And I don't want to be, you know, name dropping and be a club chaser. But like <laughs> you still keep in touch with so many people like, you know, like a Damon Stoudemire. Yeah. Like when Damon comes to town or like you guys will keep in touch. Yeah. And all this stuff. Yeah, I think it's cool too talking about all this stuff because like not to, you know, name drop and be a club chaser. But it's like you share all these stories with me of people that you still keep in touch with and people like a Damon Stoudemire 
right? Who, you know, obviously Raptors fans know from, from the early days, like you got a chance to work with him in that, you know, during the time that you were here. And now when he like comes to town, you know, he just got, he just got a, they just announced he was a new head coach now, right? Um, Georgia Tech. Yeah, Georgia Tech. And it's like, um, like you guys still hang out. You guys went for sushi or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, all specific. Yeah. What was very, specific very spot, specific. What did you order? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was it spicy was salmon? It? Yeah. it was spicy tuna. Wow. Who ordered? Did you did you order for him? Yeah. I ordered, and he liked what I ordered more than what he ordered. So he ordered another order of oh, what I okay. ordered. Okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, but it's so cool though, right? Like, yeah. That, that like after all these years, these like friendships and relationships are still there. Uh, you know what? I mean. I'm sometimes a little bit surprised myself, to be honest with you, uh, because, you know, it's crazy to think that that was like when I started at the Raptors was 27 years ago. It's insane to even say it out loud. But, yeah, these guys, these guys are great. And uh, sometimes I thought maybe some of them didn't like me all that much when I had to work with them Mm -hmm. because I was asking them to do a lot of stuff they they weren't necessarily into. But uh, I guess uh, now that time has passed and we're all older and wiser, you know, they all still reach out to me, which is which is great. And the fact that my phone number hasn't changed in 20 something years. So so that's actually kind of wild. Yeah. Yeah. So they so they still reach out to me. Um, And if they're in town, they'll always reach out and we'll we'll hang out. Yeah. So it's been great. And they come up here and a lot of times um, if they're still working in the league, they'll be in town anyways. But for those that aren't, they come up here and do charity events. They still love the city of Toronto. Like, uh, they all love Toronto. So they try to get um, up here whenever they get a chance. Yeah, and, and not to not to promo, but it's like from you helping me set up, like interviewing all these people for the book and stuff. Like, that's the that's like the overarching theme that I took away is just like this bond mm-hmm. between all of you guys. And it's just like just all the memories and stuff. And you guys are still reminiscing. And the other thing people don't know about Elaine is like Elaine organizes these official reunions, right? These reunion parties that take place with the first years. And we're talking about players, people in the organiza- organization, everybody. Everybody's always very receptive about that, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Any any chance that we get a cha- uh, get together or if there's an opportunity to get together, um, the turnout's always great. Like, like you said, there's this uh, unusual bond that we all have. Um, we have like so many crazy stories. Everyone likes to reminisce, and even the players like to reminisce. Mm-hmm. So, so it's been uh, it's been great. And I did um, the fifteenth reunion was the first one we I did, and it was really impromptu. It just so happened that there was like a bunch of uh, former players that were in town, and I said, "Oh, let's just like I sent out a quick email, and it was." done at Gretzky's and it was really impromptu uh the 20th was uh, a bit more organized um where we you know did a photo on the court and Isaiah came up for it and it was all it was much much bigger and the 25th um which was supposed to happen in 2020 got derailed by COVID so by the pandemic so I'm going to be doing it this summer wow yeah are we invited can yeah. I get to meet um, all the people that used to play for the Raptors? Yo, yeah. legit. We're going to get you there. We're going to do who he played for. Yeah. Except you just have to name You got to name all, the, all these players. You're just going to show up on stage and you're going to have to name No, who you name for is wild. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's wild. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> no, but it's but it's super cool. It's honestly super cool. Um, and No, I, I think the, yeah. the coolest part about thinking about this is just like, in today's, because again, my, my reference point is like thinking about the Raptors today and sort of the organization is today. 
the idea that like the players and the the staff would be this close just I mean, I suppose it's still true, but you know, it, it, sound, it sounds different. much more unique, man. This it's really different. does, sound, especially years down the line, that people still have all these connections. It's it's really yeah. it's yeah. beautiful to hear. No, actually. it's it's honestly a very unique thing, and I think you touch on it too about just you're helping the beginning of this franchise, right? Right. And that's the thing. It's like even however much credit or you know whatever you want to say, it's like even you selling however many tickets or you getting into the community, like you maybe can't measure exactly like quantify that impact, but it's like right. one of the kids that was able to meet a Damon Sotomayor at a school or something like that. Like those people that you were able to connect these, like connect with, they're still Raptors fans today. Mm-hmm. Or they probably, or they probably have already like to the age where they passed it on to their kids now and stuff. But, but you know what? Here's, here's the funny thing. Like you think about the number of Canadians playing in the league now mm. and the level of these kids and the, and how they're playing. You know, when we did those clinics and camps, we did this rap. We we had this. I guess it was like a clinic, basketball clinic, and they were called Raptor Ball. the The Raptor Ball coaches were Team Canada players. Hmm. Like we had Norman Clark, mm. and we had like you know, like we had RJ's dad. Like we had like these were the guys that were working with the Raptors at the time to run these clinics and camps and things for us so it's it does have an impact but you think well rj's in the league now like these are the kids that went to the camp mm-hmm. so uh i believe kelly olenic's mom was on our on the stats crew back in the first for like in I the think, early i days. think he's actually talked about that yeah, so, yeah so like right. i mean there there's definitely definitely a connection there right so you know with with the team being in Canada, you have a whole generation of kids now cheering for a local team. It does make a difference, and and being out in the community for sure. Man, again, I just it's just really beautiful to think about the community being that tied together. I mean, like there is still definitely a core basketball community here, but mm-hmm. it's the sport has gone so big and the team has gone so big that again, like you would have to. It'd be very difficult to find that in yeah. one singular community. Yeah, again, yeah. covered in depth in my book. Yeah. Um, okay. No. <laughs> this whole segment Here's is just two a book things, preview. Two no. actual <laughs> items. Number one, buy a ticket. Yeah. Okay, yeah. buy a ticket to yeah. our upcoming yeah. live show. Unblock.eventbrite.ca. Uh, right. Promo code, hello, welcome. Right. Yes. Um, so do that, first and foremost. Um, and the second thing, pre-order Alex's book. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah, Wait, not available yet. Details coming Number soon. Number three, yeah. rate and review, subscribe. Uh, yeah, yeah, rate and review, subscribe. Um, yeah. But you know who else was part of that community program and like working on these clinics to bring it again to the flat circle was uh, Clement Chu and CCYA. Okay, did, did <laughs> yeah. Clement have hair back then? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> oh, yo, okay. there's you know pictures. That's the greatest question you've ever asked. That's, that Just to Clem, I know he probably listened. You know what? Let me, if I find a picture, I'm showing you guys. Yeah. If I find yo, a picture. We got to auction, we got to raffle that off. I yeah. think photo I think, of Clem. I think Clement sent me a texted me a picture of us of us at at uh Pac Mall for one yeah, of those Raptors right. appearances. No, you guys calling it a Pac Mall is wild. Man. <laughs> yeah, yo, yo, we running around like Pac around the mall like Pac. <laughs> yeah, so wow, okay. The generation divide is so funny. What was his yeah. hair like? So he said for people who <laughs> so don't what was this? <laughs> for people who don't know. What are you interviewing Carlos Boozer? <laughs> no, well, he's got the bald head like Carlos Boozer, yeah, yeah, but just yeah. no beard Any hoops like Richard Jefferson. It's not that hard to find well, pictures of Clem. And the, and the game of Richard Jefferson. <laughs> no, no, it's not that hard to find pictures of Clem with hair, honestly. Okay. Well, I'm I, sure you I, could I find it. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I don't know. That's, um, 
No, that's a. <laughs> this is so funny. I'm, I'm, for the record, I'm googling Clemente with hair. This guy came up with the and and just for people to know, I'm looking over in our studio, and Will, I believe, had a. Is this your coffee? Why is there a COVID mask in a coffee? Well, cup? I finished the coffee, Get man. This it was an, it was an so espresso. disgusting to look at. <laughs> that cup looking like 2020 right now. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Clem is completely derailed. It's funny because like Clem messaged me. Um, you know, sometimes about the banter pod, and he like he's always like, "Who listens to this?" He's like, "Everything is just so n- niche on this. Like, we just like reference the same nine people." <laughs> and I always have to assure him. He's like, "Yo, I pro- I'm like, yo, I promise you, people listen to this." In fact, this is like the most listened to format. I feel like actually maybe React Pod. I, I feel like React Pod probably has the gold medal. I'm just trying to buy time here, as I believe Will is still looking up. Clement I'm just saying, I'm in, I'm in 2013 on his Google, on his uh, Twitter photos, Yo, and I haven't so seen any hair yet. No, no, you got to go back to the 90s. All right, Twitter as, was not on the 90s. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. This guy's signing up. Oh, so he does. He does. He does. He doesn't know Asian Avenue. We were talking. You know Asian Avenue, right? You don't know Asian no. Avenue. Wait, hold on. How does wait? How what do you not Asian know Asian Avenue? Avenue? Asian Avenue was just this big social site that like all the Asians no. signed up on, and you had your own page with a guest book. In... This was like late '90s, I think. I want to say, I no? wasn't. I wasn't that Asian back then. Oh man. Damn. Okay. Okay. I need to find someone. If if you guys <laughs> know, know Asian Avenue, email me info at stephenlebron Um, that'd be great. Just literally, <laughs> just say I know Asian Avenue. Um, what were we talking about though? Oh yeah, as he's searching right now, I don't know why you're still so, looking for a picture of Swanichu with I, hair. I'm seeing a picture of Jonas Valanciunas as a rookie, no, with, to- surrounded by Asians. But I still don't see Clement with hair. <laughs> All right. So we're already back in 2012 now. All right. All right, keep going. So Clement with hair, we're gonna need to need to figure that out. If I can get a photo by tonight, so I can promote it as part of the pod, that would be great. <laughs> so that's your assignment, Elaine. Uh, not that you're working on literally anything right now. Um, I think the other thing too, talking about like you know, um, you know, me cloud chasing and stuff, <laughs> you know, one of, one of the coolest things too, um, once again, for, for my book, like you were, okay, listen, here's the deal. Like all jokes aside, you know, Elaine, you're, you're a huge part. Um, you know, obviously your story is told in the book in the different sections and like, you have a huge thank you in the acknowledgements. <laughs> I'll read it to you right now if you want, but like, like Elaine was like, Elaine did so much work. We talk about behind the scenes, just like setting me up with a lot of these people. And when you work on a project like this, you obviously need the trust of these people to be willing to tell their stories and stuff. And people like a Damon Sotomayor, like a Tracy Murray, like so many people in the organization that you worked with, um, like they were all willing to make time. Like this past summer, and I remember like we were, I was going through you as a middle person with Damon, like we were setting up a Zoom call every week. Yeah. Right. And right. there was one time Damon just showed up shirtless on a Zoom <laughs> at like some resort. And I'm like, all right, you want to turn your camera off? Or how do you want to do this? And we just talked for half an hour as he was just sitting on the balcony. But like, I appreciate all that. But like the craziest person you hooked me up with was Samuel L. Jackson, which you're still friends with, which you visited in New York recently. So please tell us for the Cloud Chasers, your, your friendship with Samuel L. Jackson. Well, I mean... Sam was in Toronto, that first season of the Raptors. He was in town shooting... Um, long Kiss Goodnight. Long, see, yeah. Alex knows my story uh, better than I book, do. It's in page 275. All right. <laughs> so he was in town. And so he literally was all, felt like a season ticket holder. He came to every home game that he could. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, um, he was sitting courtside for all the games. Mm-hmm. And I happened to be... 
even though community relations with my job, because the staff was so small back then, we all did multiple jobs. So I also worked, helped the game ops team <laughs> on game night. So I worked every game and I, I worked at the gate where all the anthem singers and halftime acts and all that sort of stuff came through and where all the VIPs came through. So any celebrities or stuff mm-hmm. came into town. So literally, I just have, we just got to know him because he came to every home game and we were escorting him down to his seats every game. So that's how we got to know each other. And then, you know, one of those things where you think, that's fine. We got to know him. He leaves. He finishes filming. I'll never see him again. That was my thing. And then I was working at Isaiah's um, charity golf tournament. He used to do this charity golf tournament in Detroit. So I was working that. And he and it was like after I had left the Raptors and I was helping him out doing the event and Sam Jackson was there as one of the celebrity golfers. And he comes up to me, uh, taps me on the shoulder, and he says, what, you're not going to say hi to me? And I said, oh, my God, you remember who I am? And he goes, why wouldn't I remember you? Wow. <laughs> I was like, that's wild. So that's kind of how we just became friends, because then he messaged me and said, hey, I'm going to be shooting a film in, in Toronto again in, in three months, so I'll message you when you're, I'm, I'm in town. We just became friends. Like, so he always messaged me every time he came into town shooting. And back then, there were a lot of like big films being shot in Toronto because the tax incentives were, were really good back in the early 2000s. So he was here a lot, and then we just became friends. That's it. That's the story. And we stayed in touch. Like I, Alex knows I stayed in touch with everyone. Yeah, no, it's great. That's the huge part about this business, though. For anybody who wants to like get in, oh, advice and do, time, and do any of the things the three of us do, advice time, make connections with people. Yeah, like for more stuff. than anything else, more than knowing the facts, more than knowing the numbers, beg for is stuff. like knowing people, hmm. so you can beg them. For <laughs> stuff. <laughs> you beg for stuff, but no, no, no we'll, people. It's, it's a people it's, business, no, man. We'll, it really we'll is making a very, very strong point. You want, you want to keep good relationships with people, and not right. only when it's transactional. You know what I mean? Because a yeah. lot of are you reminding yourself? <laughs> <laughs> Therapy. Um, but um, no, I think I think it's so much. Sometimes when you get into this business or any business, like a lot of interaction, sometimes you meet people. It's very like transactional, like wanting to work with them and stuff like that. But it's just about like even like for us, like we work together on yeah. stuff. But like there's also a friendship there. You know what I yeah. mean? Like I think yeah. that part is very important. One hundred percent. I mean, I think I. To be honest with you, I mean. The one thing, like when I was working with the Raptors and I was fairly, like I was young, I was in my mid twenties and I just saw how people were reacting around all the players. And that was my job. I did all the player appearances. So I did, I went everywhere with them, right. And took them out to like, you know, whatever fan appearances and sponsored appearances, all that sort of stuff. And, and I just treated them like, they're people, right? Yeah, yeah. So I kind of was kept it real with them. And if they were like, you know, maybe not so nice to me, I was not so nice back to them. I was like, you can't talk to me like that. You know, yeah. sometimes they kind of like maybe let their egos or whatever get in the way. But, you know, I just kind of kept it real with them. And to be honest with you, I think that's what's helped me sustain relationships with people because I just kind of treat them as I would expect to be treated. I don't treat them any different, mm-hmm. you know? That's a that's a big lesson, though, because I think that, especially now, um, every player is such a big deal. 
Like you wouldn't you, like the fifteenth man on the Raptors is a big deal right now, and like yeah. people are afraid to be honest with them, and that includes like I don't know whoever they come across. Really, I feel like the organizations, most people in there, um, probably feel the closest to being able to speak to them, but. Everyone almost, everyone handles the situation with, with great care, you know? Like, we had a situation last night where this was the case, yeah. and it wasn't the 15th man. Uh, no discussions. No discussions beyond that. But it's like people are actually afraid to be honest with people, and I think that you, you kind of need that more than anything else. Like, I mean, it's just mm-hmm. like anyone else in life, but I think especially when you're in that sort of really public um, space, like, yeah. it's rare. Again, this, this is, man, I think about the old days. No. <laughs> like, I, I like the old days, man. This no. is nice, man. But like, it, we're, we're living in wires no, no. before. I'm but like, it's just it's yeah, just yeah, about man. keeping it real, right? Like, sure. yeah. it's no authenticity is a lost art. And sure. and and that and that's it. And and to be honest with you, I I don't want anything from them. And I think they understand picture, yeah. that too, mm-hmm. right? With any of these people I deal with, and I've worked with talent across the board. I've worked with bands and actors and things like that throughout my career. And mm-hmm. I've never wanted anything. I don't. I don't kind of. I don't, not to say I don't get starstruck. I do get once in a while, but mm-hmm. I don't outwardly show it. It's just unprofessional. Sure. At least for me in my job. I would never kind of like behave that way. Just. Yeah. But, but I feel like. I mean, you recently had dinner at Patois. Um, Michelle Yeoh was there. <laughs> just, you know, that was, I got angry. Michelle Yeoh was at Patois? You didn't know this one? Oh, yeah. No, oh, on. my God. Yeah. Cloud Chase. Let's go. Cloud Chase segment bar. continues. What's going on? There's a yep. one time I almost unfollowed Elaine on IG. Oh, yeah. So I, had, okay, I, got, I got some people that sent me some Ugh. FOMO texts, like so Alex being one of them. They really were just nice. like, what the hell? No, no. And, I, you know, shouts to, to Craig Wong and Ivy, Ivy Lamb. You know, they own Patois. So Russia's favorite, uh, you know, Russia. Yeah, as Precious told me. Yeah. Huh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, he's a regular. Cal- as we had calamari, as you know, Will. <laughs> oh, I know you guys had. You guys Please had the Shang Chi meal. Listen to yeah. previous episodes. Yeah, a legend of ten rings. Baby. Yeah. So, so yeah, the dinner. So it was it was during TIFF, and then Michelle oh, okay. Yeoh was being given an award by by the TIFF. Mm. So she was coming into town, and then uh, her people reached out to Craig. And said, hey, we're interested in, you know, having dinner, but after the awards, um, are you going to be open? And the restaurant would have been closed, but Craig says, no, no, I'll open it for you guys. So she literally had like 10 people and Craig was nice enough to invite me to be a part of that because he knew I was like a massive, massive but again, Michelle, that goes back fan. to relationship building too, right? Yeah. For Craig because, to think of you, reach out though. Yeah, like, but, but he knows like I'm not going to act all crazy and stupid. Yeah, you know, I would have. Yeah. And embarrass myself or him. <laughs> I would have. But yeah, probably. no, no. He, I definitely would have. He just, shown yo, up with yo, hot dog fingers. Yo, leave that or whoever won the hot dog fingers. I need to borrow them. <laughs> I still have three pairs in my house. Yeah. No, no. Le- legit, that was like so crazy. But it was so yeah. like... That info was so embargoed, like it was like yeah, of course, yeah. Don't tell anyone. Don't even breathe about it. I was like inside, going, okay, I can't tell anyone, but I was freaking out. How early did you find out about it again? Like, like did you find out a couple days before no. about it, or like like either less than twenty four hours? Okay, so it was like I might have been notice. actually day of. Yeah, but that's one of those you drop everything for, man. Oh yeah, I was just, yeah. I was just no. The way it was told to me, it was like. um you might want to keep this night free. Mm. Mm. Maybe. Gotcha. Just in That's case. That's what they tell Devlin <laughs> about Rap City Social. That's what they tell us when they were like, maybe you might get Precious or Gary that day. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, right. God, there might be a championship parade on Monday. Salute to Josh, too, by the way. Be ready. Yeah. 48 guy. hours. Shows to Josh. 
Um, yeah, so Elaine, before we get to these other questions for you, you know, obviously you talk about you working with the Raptors. So when did you leave the Raptors and kind of take us to what you're up to now, obviously? I left the Raptors, uh, I guess, the year Vince got drafted. Okay, 98, I want to say? Yeah. Mm. So like, like halfway through the season, I left mm. like in January of that year. So, yeah. And then I left to kind of do my own thing because here's the challenge. Uh, there were like a lot of people ahead of me, and I was like, as much as I love like that was my dream job, but mm. I also couldn't be there for like another five years going nowhere. Mm. Right. Okay. Just there was no opportunity for career advancement. Um, you know, it was a tough spot. Women in sports is always a tough spot. You know what I mean? Mm. Maybe it's a lot different now, but back then it was, you know, yeah. it was not the, the best place to be. And there was like uh, a lot of people ahead of me. And I said, well, you know, I need to kind of expand and do a bit more. So I had the opportunity to get into enter- entertainment PR. So that's what I did. Right. So that was fun. Got to work in film, TV, music. Yeah. Are actors harder to deal with than athletes? Or roughly the same? I think there's always going to be unique personalities when you're dealing with talent of any kind. That's why she works in PR. Yo, dip, that was, that was, yo, that was diplomatic PR immunity. Answer. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> a dip set. Um, yeah, no, this is good. But yeah, that's what you're saying, yes. No, but yeah. the rappers, no, no, the musicians are the worst. <laughs> no, like, no. Everyone, but I'm everyone saying, in PR I'm has s- ever told me. I'm saying there's there's good and bad in any, any okay, field, okay, okay. right? Let so us stick to that one. There's like... Uh, there's always been challenging personalities and then there's also amazing personalities mm. and we're talking all levels. Yeah. But here's one thing I've noticed that it's consistent. Uh, maybe not for pro sports, but when it comes to, like, to actors and musicians, some of the super, super A-list people are actually the nicest people. Mm. I find that the most challenging people to work with has always been like, hmm, B, C level ah, people. People who have miscalculated right. their, their standing. Yeah. And they're oftentimes like not very nice. Right. Which is disappointing, right? So so I think I think like I and I've had you know, I worked with like Tom Cruise and I've met Brad Pitt and these people. Yeah. And they're like super, super nice. Like mm. those guys know know the drill, right? Like the George Clooney's of the world and, and that sort of stuff. Right. Yeah. Damn. Anyone else from Ocean's Eleven? <laughs> yeah. That's right. one of my favorite movies. Yo, yo, who, he filmed, who he started? Matt Damon. Oh my God! Matt Damon's really nice. Yeah, had another one. No way. Yo, you got to pull the cast of like the town or something. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, no. Elaine. Like Elaine has and continues to have an illustrious career, man. And when we're honestly, we're blessed to be in her orbit, bro. Whatever. Like, we're, oh, sure. we're definitely your no, followers. Like clients. I'm not even trying to gas her up or anything like no, that. No. No. It's yeah. true. Like I said, I'm like so behind the scenes. Yeah. So drop all your contact info after this uh, the sponsor <laughs> segment that we've done for you because you run your own PR company now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how can people like actually reach you? Like for real though, there might be people listening who want PR done. Yeah. Well, I have a website. It's eqprconsulting.com. Mm-hmm. So go check that out. Yeah. Man. <laughs> we do only do sponsors. I feel. Yeah, that's fine, man. No, but I, I like. Let you guys are your guys are kind of blowing this up more than it is. I am like a one person PR company, you know, small small potatoes. I I 
a lot of the PR I do is supporting friends, right? My, mm-hmm. a lot of, I support a lot of small businesses. I do a lot of work with um, my friends in the Asian community. So that's kind of not saying exclusively, but it just happens that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I work a lot now in hospitality. Right. You know, so. Yeah. And it's no, I think that part is important, too. Like you mentioned, like we always joke about, you know, the same seven friends or whatever, but it's like just supporting each other. Because right. like across these different industries, sometimes it's hard to find like like-minded people or, you know, similar people with yeah. like similar approaches, beliefs and thoughts like that. Yeah. So it's like cool to align. Well, you know, at the end of the day, like I was just getting super frustrated in my career. Like I was always like overlooked for a promotion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and let's just say a non-person of color would get <laughs> Would get promoted well, of over course. me. So we see this in all the industries. Yeah. So that you know. That's a person without color. <laughs> Sorry. Holy <laughs> man! A non-person of color is a wild word. Yeah, crazy yeah, thing. that is wild. <laughs> I feel like I'm playing Twister. <laughs> person plus color minus yes, color. Equation's <laughs> crazy. We do so, a, yo, we do racial calculus right now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. No, no, no it just made me made yeah. me look at no. things differently, and I was like. For sure. I I was just, you know, talking amongst like our circle of friends and I was like, we got to do more to support each other. Like some other communities are very good at doing that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we need to be better at doing that instead of being so ultra competitive. Like, mm-hmm. why are we not lifting each other up so everyone does better versus being super competitive and undercutting each other? It makes no sense to me. Right. So if I had. So it's just. You know, also it's probably wisdom that comes with my age and I've been around the block a while. Like you just those you have different set of values and priorities when when you get older and you just see what's what should be important versus not. No, the older I get, the more I want to be self-employed. Sorry, Rogers. <laughs> Holy man. Wow. No, that's not me. Can, can we just well, talk about some of this stuff off air? God damn it. Wow. Throwing it out there. Holy <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, we're just having a regular conversation about industry advice. <laughs> this guy's sending an email wow. blast to the entire company. What's going on, guys? Well, no, I did not. No, edit. No, 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 the thing about we the good. banter pod, no yeah. one listens after you like the 25 this. minute mark. Yeah, yeah, you keep saying this, but also true. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I, I think, trust me, it's just like, I'm sure you know this too. Sometimes it's just like when you talk about it, it's like if you're not a minority in the space that you're in or like having had those experiences, right. sometimes it's just like very hard for people who've never had those experiences to understand what you're talking about. Right. Whereas like if you align with people that like, you know, we're similar, we have these experiences, a lot of things that you like can just go unspoken. Right. Because it's understood the challenges that you go through and stuff. You right. Know? Whereas right. like people look at you like you're crazy sometimes when you try to explain to them some of the things that you have to deal with. Yeah. Like, you no, know. you know what? And I, 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 I got to preface this by saying, first of all, I'm very blessed. My career has mm. been pretty stellar. Anyone that looks at my LinkedIn page is going to say, wow, she's worked on really good brands. But not to say that within each of those jobs, there weren't challenges. There's always challenges, right? And I know I've been very fortunate. But at the same time, I've had to hustle my ass off mm-hmm. for those opportunities. For me, I and this is something my mom said to me, like, you're never going to be the door is never going to be thrown open for you. You know what I mean? So you have to work twice as hard just to even just get noticed. 
So that's always been my mindset and how, how my, my work ethic. So I always felt like I had to do over and above. And that was maybe, maybe a, a blessing and why, why I, I mean, you know, I got the job at, at why I got the job at the Raptors in the first place. It was pure hustle. I just like was, I was just, I never said no to anything. I was like, I'll do it. I'll do it because I wanted to learn. Mm-hmm. Marketing department needed help. I'll do it. Game ops. Sure, I'll do it. I was just like literally yeah. open for anything and wanted to learn. I mean, I guess there is an advantage in that sense in terms of like, I don't know. Working hard is definitely a skill. Yeah. Having I mean, like a, a, any people agree. any people in industry will know that. No, I completely agree. And, and I think the other thing, too, is like um, I love that you are able to have that perspective about your career and like speak about it in that way. Because I also I feel like another thing that like we we should all be better at is just like being more proud of like things that we've accomplished and like being able to speak about those things. Because I feel like there's a lot of times you're in industries where other people just don't celebrate you. And yeah. like you, a lot of times you have to like, if you don't celebrate yourself and if you don't celebrate the people that are around you, right. other people are not going to amplify right. you, which is, I think goes back to that community thing of like, like that's why it's important to like amplify each other. Yeah. Cause there's very huge segregations of like different pockets of people in like different industries and yeah. what they'll acknowledge and stuff. Yeah. And like, we always joke about, I think the thing is like, you know, when we, whenever it's like Asian conversations, it's always like, Oh, we're the in, in, invisible race. Right? right. But it's like, when I think about like the industry that we're in, when I think about like all everything that you've done in your industries, mm-hmm. like people do make us invisible in those spaces. Yeah. Like very easily. Like yeah. they just don't acknowledge your existence in ways that they acknowledge other people yeah so i think it's a bit Sorry, also like uh, yeah but it, i think it goes back to a little bit of like culturally who we are like are yeah for right? sure yeah. because also you know my parents also drilled into me you just got to be humble right so mm-hmm. so could i have maybe tooted my own horn a little bit more like throughout my career sure but it was just never my personality mm-hmm. to do that I, I don't even like getting my picture taken when I'm at events and stuff. And I know all the photographers, right? They're like, get a picture. And I'm like, nah, you know me. They all know I don't like getting my photo taken and stuff like that. So for me, in part as my job, I'm a PR person. I'm here to talk about my clients, not about me, mm-hmm. right? That, I, I'm like so behind the scenes. It's all about promoting my clients. So I never wanted to kind of take take anything away from that. That's fair. That's fair. Anything else you want to tell uh, the entire Rogers email list? I just love Yo, it you here, came man. in so hard. This has been an iconic performance from Will. Um, Ted Rogers. <laughs> I see your face everywhere oh, in the office, was, and it makes me joyous. Like <laughs> <laughs> you invented AM radio. Right. I don't know why I'm kind of doing the Orin voice too, by the way. Let's break the audio file there. <laughs> Let's take a break. We're going to take a break? All right. Yeah, we'll a We're going to take a break. We'll come back with more of the banter part. Okay, welcome back to the Banter Pod. We're here with, uh, you know, Alex, Elaine, myself, Will. Yeah, Will, a.k.a. <laughs> I'm so awkward when I don't have the, 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 the rundown in front of me where I could just say, like, oh, yeah. welcome to the Raptor Show <laughs> People know this. Radio Network. People know this by now, right? Like, when you do those things, they are reads. Yeah, of like course. Like, you don't have those I'm committed to memory. the exact same thing every yeah, single you're day. You're not committing those to memory. But I feel like you, you really don't think you could do the intro right now off the top of your head? I think you could. Try right now. Uh, Let's do the hello and welcome. Right, Start with on. the hello and welcome. Okay, okay, all right. So we're on air, five, four, three, two, one. Hello and welcome <laughs> to the Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. I'm your host, Will Lou. 
I'm joined by producer and co-host Alex. Well, no, here's the thing, though. I've already screwed up because there's all yeah. that extra stuff in the middle. I can't even oh. think of it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a reminder. We're streaming live on Sportsnet, on Sportsnet <laughs> Radio Network and YouTube and the YouTube stream Monday late, to Friday, man. 2 to 3 p.m. Please rate and review and subscribe to the show. But, like, you don't have to say it word for word. You know what you're supposed to say. You could say it. Like I want to show the, you the, just the rundown this. to Elaine. It's color-coded. Oh. Oh. It's in extra-large <laughs> yeah. font. I it's treat this bolder. guy like a seven-year-old this child. Is, this is honestly how I set up my my, my grandparents' yeah. phones. Green. Like, it's the same like this, man. Green but is for like, encouragement. Like, it, looks, it looks like something that would just come up on a teleprompter. I get it. I get it. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's fine. No. no, it's a seven-year-old child's uh, rundown setup. <laughs> All right, man. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> no, man. What are we all, talking this about? Is good. This is good. No, no this is good behind the scenes. This is good behind the scenes. So they understand how the inner workings of your show. Yeah, people yeah. are actually sometimes curious about that. I'm not sure why, though. You know what? You guys don't if give yourself no. People could see us right now. No, no. You guys. If don't. people could understand that Will changes <laughs> outfits, yo, Will had a two to three p.m. show fit. Yeah, and even he though put on we a are no fit. video, no YouTube, no TV, he's like, he yo, I got a white, black, and mustard colored kappa jacket. You know what's wild? Both outfits, both kappa. Okay, okay. Yo, that's <laughs> that's cap. Kappa. Yo, that's cap. Oh, kappa. No, actually, the funniest <laughs> thing we shouts to cash. The funniest thing we forgot to share was so we mentioned in the last segment that Colin from Hongxing was kind enough, dropped off food uh, for us that we were able to have. And right. he showed up in a Kith Versace collab jacket. And what did, you, what, what did you say when you saw this Versace so first jacket? So first off, Colin comes in. Versace. I was like, oh, is he going to just deliver us food and go? Like, is it is it essentially going to be like a Fantuan delivery or like an Uber <laughs> Eats delivery? Super appreciative. Okay. He's like, yes. Shout out to so Colin. The man pulls up. What was he, what was he whipping? A Porsche? Yeah, um, I'm not. This is a one Civic man. There we go. There we go. Yeah, there we go. This guy. This guy. This guy. That's the same car that uh, <laughs> Carmela, a Soprano drove. Oh my god, <laughs> she 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 drove a really? Cayenne, a Porsche know. Cayenne. Anyway, does, does, Silvio yeah. comes comes out of the car has 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 the bags, hands us the bags. We're like, wow, this is a lot of food. Thank you so much. Again, a list level food, and, and we're all catching up because obviously you know all the, you know, we only we know five Asian. Yeah, people, I told Colin it. to get married again because his wedding was so amazing. And that you I saw invited. I wasn't invited. We weren't close enough. That's Cuomo. Um, yeah. Elaine, obviously Elaine was right. obviously there. Yeah. And then uh, the whole time I'm just like staring at his jacket because I was like, you mm. know, it's like black on the outside, but I see like patterns Little on the inside. patterns, yeah. So when there was a break in the conversation, I was like, I, I like, you know, touched the jacket and I was like, yo, nice jacket. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, is it reversible? <laughs> no, is it reversible? <laughs> I think he was expecting me to be like, oh man, that's that Kith Versace collaboration. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, I actually just care if you can wear it twice. Because that would be perfect for me. I, if I could just flip my jackets, I could oh, actually yeah. just wear one No, outfit. that'd be sick. All right, so next goal is to get you a reversible uh, jacket. It doesn't have to be, be Kith or... Uh, yeah. What is Kith anyway? Kith is a New York brand, streetwear brand by Ronnie Fag. It's a very popular it's brand. It's very with popular. The kids, yeah. Kith sounds like... It's if, good that you don't know Kith, honestly. Wow. It's good that you don't know this stuff. I'm surprised. I know we joke about SVP yeah. and stuff. Like it's good, bro. If Mike Tyson you tried got to your say head kiss, on straight, that's, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> oh no, man, that's insane. <laughs> now, kid, he's like long kid. Good night. <laughs> oh god, we're derailing already. Oh no. Okay. Um. All right. This is so, about Elaine. This is not about us. So yeah. So you know, we prep some uh, just some general kind of icebreaker type questions. I don't know why we're doing icebreakers at the end, but you know, like you know, Elaine, you know, you work in hospitality. You know. Us having guests on the show, this is kind of like a, you know, like a soft open right now. We're messing around, you know, with the menu and stuff. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out 
the right order of things. I got you. Um, I got you. Did you have to make an analogy for an icebreaker? I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, we're derailing right now. We're derailing right now. (laughs) Elaine, this is, again, a way for listeners to get to know you. So first question for you is, uh, what is your biggest pet peeve, Elaine? Rude and inconsiderate people. Mm. Yeah, I like that. In any form. Yeah. Hmm. You know what? Like, just have some manners. Just manners is just very have important manners. to you. Yeah, absolutely. Just be a decent human being. Got you. We're asking for the bare basics here. And honestly, sometimes it seems like I do think a, we're a losing, large ask. I do think we're losing a little bit of that in society. Mm. Yeah. Right. Thoughts yeah. on that, Will? Yeah. A lot of jealousy. A lot of jealousy. A lot okay. of jealousy. Okay. I'm keep, I'm keep no, it there. but to be honest with you, I, it's, I, I don't know, and maybe this is a generational thing. <laughs> Technology is like messed people up. People don't know how to talk to each other, don't know oh, how to behave, sure. yeah. like just rude. I just people like people. I don't understand when people go online and they're just like ready to fight. I'm like, who are you fighting online? Like, because they hide. Aggressive. But that's hi- they're hiding behind their keyboard, right? It's easy yeah. to start anything. Yeah. You you feel very powerful behind it, right? Would you ever say some of the things you're saying to people to their face? No, you that's would never right. do that. And I think that should be like an unwritten rule, you know? Like right. if you're gonna say something, it should be something that you're willing to say. Yeah. Like in person. Mm. Yeah. This is what we always say too when we work in sports. Like when we talk about yeah. players and stuff or like, you know, when you make jokes and stuff, you got to like draw a line too, right? Yeah, yeah. you're right. I got to do that. Yeah. There is. <laughs> I mean, that was a talk I had with you like four years ago. Yeah, you're you're like, right. listen, I know Chris Boucher jumps a lot, but just let it go, man. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no. No, but like I think Will too is a great example because like obviously, you know, prominent voice in the space. Right. And like he deals with a lot of that. Like a lot of interactions, especially when the team is struggling. Yeah. Like there's a lot of interactions. And sometimes, like we've talked about this it. This goes back to our conversation, man. Everyone wants to kiss ass with the players. Like yeah. it's just so much like tiptoeing and yeah. saying it in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not saying that you got to be an asshole to people, but no, like, I don't think, you I think you can be know. honest without, yeah, without like being a jerk about it. I'm just saying it's, you know, and maybe it's my PR background, but no, but your I whole job is like interacting with people, dealing but with it's, people. There's, right? a, there's it. always like a, a, a way to position something and say something without being mean, right? Or being mm. rude about it. I think it's just like, just choose your words. You can still say the same thing without... But not like, to come ri- off in a way that like, yeah. feels or personal. Ripping, or, or, or just ripping someone down. Yeah. I think I think you can provide insights and criticisms, but just do it in a in a in a yeah. way that's like you know this is where you're not like, tearing someone this down. This is why I rip on like Will Barn. I'll shout his family out before we go into ten <laughs> minutes of of criticism. <laughs> Name one family member of Will Barn. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the family best. Like I'm shouting out a generic family. <laughs> Yo, a generic family is actually crazy. All I'm thinking about is that Malachi Flynn draft night photo. Oh yeah, <laughs> the whole just, family. Yeah, there's, there's like ten Will Barns there <laughs> in the sleeveless shirt. No, the funniest thing is. It's Herbie. Speaking of day one. Yeah, shout out to Herbie. Right. That's shouts a day to Herbie. one. Shouts we Herbie. need to get Herbie on the show. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, and, and honestly, we can get Herbie on the show. We I might need Elaine's help. At, yeah. By this point, Herbie has owed one punch to the face to both me and Alex. <laughs> you have heard our references to Herbie, right? Like we talk about his hey, pronunciations he, and oh, yeah. like Has that. he been doing this from day one? Yes. It's in good spirit. No, in from day one. <laughs> our jokes, not his pronunciations. No, no. Okay, both. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. He's been like that since day one. Yeah. No, I'm not it's kidding. Is it because he speaks multiple languages? No. He knows a lot of languages, though. He does. He does. Okay. He studied he, languages. He, in different I, he purposely, yeah. want, like, he was very conscious, especially with, like, uh, as more European players were coming mm-hmm. into the league. That's cool, yeah. He wanted to make sure uh, he learned to pronounce their name properly. So okay. for any European player 
um, he would always ask them before the game or ask the PR person or whoever mm. for the connect- correct pronunciation. And then on top of that, he always had to add his flair to it. Okay. So, good, good, good. so yeah, yeah, we were waiting for that there's, part. There's two parts. Yes. Okay. Pronunciation correctly, yes. beautiful thing, especially yeah, here. Yeah. Personal touch. Personal touch. Yeah, that's, 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 that's all the cherry him. on top. Like, yeah. you know, oh yeah. my God. I, I, I was saying even last night, every time he says Jakob's name, I was like, it, <laughs> it makes me it makes me laugh, but also cringe at the same time mm. when Herbie's like, he's extended it from the name to like the whole thing so right. like if Chris Boucher comes in he won't oh, just yeah. be like entering the game number 25 Chris Boucher numero he'll be like entrant pour la raptors yeah numero 25 Chris Boucher I sound like the French reporter that's been trying to ask yo how questions. are you able to do word for word Herbie but you can't even read your own Raptor show lead <laughs> Herbie's man memorable is, man the man you stand is an that 8 year old but you know what he yeah. says it in no, such a, a way point. it's so mumbled like half the time I'm like yeah. I just like oh yeah. we need to stop like it's crazy okay so it's not okay well he's starting so to speak German now when 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 when, uh, when when Austrian Jakob Pertl comes into the game oh, so yeah. salute to him man he was like, oh, but why was Will, but why was Will Barton British that one time? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Will Barton. Will Barton. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? There's okay. No way. Anyway, so goal is, on to the next time that. we'll get Herbie on the show and you can ask so. him all these important questions. <laughs> I'm actually just going to ask him to read me the, the, the rosters of certain teams. Well, we're going to give him a list of European actors. And have them yeah. do like introductions. Oh, you should. Yeah. You should. You know, that like, would be hilarious. Like Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> that's gonna that's gonna exceed oh, Matt man. Devlin's bubble tea and engagement. Oh, I'm man. sorry, Rob. I've become addicted to basic engagement at this yes. point. <laughs> I'm really legit trying no, to make him become a Fung Bro on the You're, you're a Fung Bro, man. I was pitching up the idea. I was like, give a PR statement about the Fung Bros. There's nothing wrong with the Fung Bros. No, if you wasn't making fun of the Fung Bros, no. I was saying we should be the next Fung. You legit should. You know what? And he said no on it. But why can't, why wouldn't, I would go with you guys. I would go with you guys. If you guys are going to rate and review restaurants and we start hitting all these restaurants around town, you guys have enough followers that they could let us exhaust. Yeah, let us exhaust our (laughs) career opportunities in sports. um, And then we can make the transition. You guys like to eat? It's all good. We can make the transition. Mm. So pet peeve, just, you know, you want people to have better manners. Right. Better manners. Um, What about, um, this is, um, you know, Taken from inspired by the time I asked um, Delano Banton what was his favorite part of the championship, and he famously replied, "The championship," and then <laughs> laughed. Um, uh, what is your favorite personal sports memory of all time? Mm, I have two mm. um, that are kind of tied, okay. and I and I'm ranking them as my personal favorite because it's the ones that made me the most emotional. Okay. So first one was the raps. Uh, winning against the Bulls during that first season where we won by one point. You know, sure. I, even and, I've seen that game. And that was like mm-hmm. the, you know, 72-game season for the Bulls. 72 wins. So, we were, so to say that we were like the one mm. of the 10 that they lost to. like. Yep. So I remember seeing – so the early days of the Raptors, they had troubles feeling like, – like I was standing like right by courtside. So I had a really good view. And when that shot went in – Honestly, I started weeping. It was like we won the championship. And we literally, probably because we had probably won, I don't know how many previous games before that, the fact that we won against the Bulls, and that was a sold-out game. We had mm-hmm. sold out like like 39,000 tickets Jeez. or something insane, wow. like that 40,000. 7,000-word chapter on that, on, yeah. that, on that game. Yeah, so anyways, yeah. so that game, 
because I also cried. You've and honestly then, been at a lot of cool moments, not to yeah. interrupt. No, legit, You've legit. Been at I so did. many cool like Raptors related yeah. moments. And then winning the. It, winning the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm, underrated, man. Um, underrated during the game. championship year. Yeah. Underrated oh, game. I was more emotional during that game because because it was this, holy crap, we're, we're going to the finals. Mm. And I felt like that that series was so tough. Like there was so many nail-biting moments. So I... The, the relief that washed over me, mm. like I started sobbing hard, like, like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably I, him too. <laughs> no, it was it was insane. Yo, well, I started sobbing too. Yeah, did you? No, but it was like. No, it was such a like. You don't understand. No, you. Moment. I it was like, such a moment. First of all, I the was whole, sobbing because I had to run to the Yahoo yeah. studio. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, no. Lane, back to you. Back to no, you. no. That, like, legit, I was watching that game at home. That <laughs> no, I was watching that game at home, and I was standing up the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. yeah. And when when we won, I bawled. Yeah. yeah. I bawled, like, to the, to the point my friend, I was watching the game with a friend, and she's like, are you okay? Yeah. And I'm like, fine, I'm fine. And she's like, no, no, seriously, are you okay? She's never seen me cry that hard in But my this life. goes back to just your history with the team, with right. basketball, following the Raptors, and that's everything. What, it was all the emotions. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is happening. And, you know, it made me think, you're right. It made me think of all those moments, all the stuff that we did to help launch the team. Wow, so, that's beautiful. It all came, that was a sick came game. together. Bro, are you, you remember how crazy Media Row was? Especially Wait, when uh, Kawhi dunked on Giannis? First off, Media Row has... Roughly 80 seats on it. Mm, full. And usually there's probably especially like yesterday, for example, at Raptors Pacers on a on a on a Wednesday, mm. probably 15 people up there. Yep. Right. So yeah. it's like full. Everyone's sitting side by side by side. Now, yeah. typically at these games, there's decorum. There's like what is known <laughs> as professional standard. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's just kind of golf clapping or well, not even golf clapping. They're just no working on the notes. Clapping usually okay, in general. Right. No one's clapping. <laughs> Why are you except for, except for me? Levels. All right. I'm definitely like just <laughs> You know, I'm I'm caged in at this point, okay? All right. <laughs> He's all, an animal. Only people who hold me down no, are, significant, are significant agents at this point, okay? <laughs> or the PR staff in the occasional times they come through. But in that in that game, like mm. everybody was just jumping up and down. I just remember like yeah. literally I had like Joe Wolf on in one arm and like someone else in the other arm, and we're just like jumping up and down. Yeah. The whole and everyone is in the media and cause it was it was it was the Kawhi Dung. Yeah, I yeah. It was the video, finish of the twenty six to three. I gotta see. Twenty six to three run. The Raptors were trailing in that game, just yeah. like they were trailing at the start of that series. I personally thought the way the Bucks were moving at that point, when they beat us in games one and two, right. I think the Bucks were ten and one up to the playoffs at yeah, that yeah. point. Right. Ten Historic, and, one. and not to net rating again, but like historical. Yo, net the net ratings. rating was nuts. Yeah, right? historical. And yeah. It felt like to me, I was like, okay, the Raptors, it feels like we had died in a weird way, right? And right. we were just sort of playing it out. And it was one of those moments where it was like a near-death experience. It was like, okay, you didn't die. Now you got to sort of like really like soak in what's happening. Yeah. That's what made me appreciate it more. And it was the, that game six was the exact same way. They were losing by a lot in the fourth qu- in the third quarter. Yeah. Kawhi goes on that run in the fourth. And, and there were the whole team, by the way, and that, that wasn't just Kawhi. That was Serge contributed to that. Mark contributed. Right. Fred hit threes. Kyle made yeah. plays. Yeah. Pascal made plays. Norm made plays. Like, man, it, it was, was just insane. everybody. So when that happened, I'm, I'm not kidding, man. Everyone jumped up and down. Uh, no. There were still five more minutes after that 26-3 run. Oh, people forget. You can pull it up. Like, after the sh- after that dunk, 
The yeah. Bucks scored like I think like the next six points, and right, it was right. a one point game at some point. But yeah. yeah, but that's but obviously that's such a moment to remember. Right. But yeah, that, that game that, that I, was incredible. Here's man. the thing: that game as a fan, first of all, I didn't yeah. even realize, but I had worn a Raptors sweater to the game. <laughs> Again, as media, <laughs> especially level? with especially <laughs> Eastern Conference Finals level, like there's like reporters from all over the world are there, right? And they're wearing suits, and I'm there in a Raptors sweater, yeah, unintentionally. <laughs> Yo, the most traditional reporter in that building must have looked at you so funny. You know, honestly, that day. I know, I know, Doug Smith wanted to spit at me that day. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, and then after the game, after we had done. Post game after Ooh. I wrote after I did the react pod in the beans room, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was like two thirty a.m. and all that there was still like family and friends on the court. Really? Uh, it was a bunch of kids just wow. running around, and there's just confetti everywhere. That's amazing. Oh, and man. me and Joe Wolfon decided to walk up to that court, oh. and both of us took turns throwing confetti up in the air. That's, like, we That's amazing. Yeah. I would do it, too. Yeah. I would do it, yeah. too. I was, no, like, I was in a studio with Harrison Sanford and Tyler <laughs> oh. full body sweat. Man. Just oh had to get a bag. <laughs> no, literally. I, like, no, great, great, great day, man. Yeah, it was insane that night. It was insane. Yeah. I cried and then like literally ran out into the street yeah, with everyone yeah. else. And Because I live so close to Young Dundas Square, That's like right. you can just we headed there, over there, hang out. Yeah, yeah, it was it was crazy, and I am claustrophobic. I don't even like crowds, but mm. had to be in the moment. Right? That championship run, I know we don't have any other comparisons because obviously only time they won, but like yo, so many special moments. It's a man. lifetime of yeah. memories. And like because because like if you think yeah. about, I'm sure every championship run, every fan base has those memories, but like to give us the Kawhi shot, to give us even that comeback that we right. just talked about against the Bucks, like yeah. Mm-hmm. Other teams don't have that. Yeah. Right. Like, that those are on another My level. My God, that'll, that'll made me weep, too. Yeah. Man. Same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yo, remember, yo, I can't believe Keyshawn had a whole mural downtown. Keyshawn remember the mural? mural yeah. Yo, we walked to, on, on our like, way to the, another playoff game, we walked to that store where yeah. Keyshawn, like, had the mural, yeah. and we took a photo of Keyshawn in front of that mural. Yeah. It was on, it was on, uh, on Queen. It's, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that was great. Um. Awesome. Next up, uh, what is the most cherished item that you own, Elaine? Um, a few things. It's uh, they're all jewelry. So I have this mm. necklace that I wear on my wrist uh, as a bracelet and a ring that my grandfather gave me. Um, and it's I haven't taken it off since he gave it to me, and that was probably twenty years ago. Wow. Damn. Yeah. That's personal. Yeah. And then um, my mother. I have my mother and my grandmother's engagement rings. Wow. Yeah. That's so, amazing. Probably because I'll never get one myself, so I just took theirs. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Bling talk. Um, what has been the favorite year of your life, Elaine? Um, we pivoted hard off of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just reading the rundown Why? at this point. Yeah, he's reading I'm the just rundown. Here be, I'm here to ask messy questions. Yeah. By the way, just to be clear, Doug Smith would not have spit on me. We're all good. Okay. To be clear, just he's, a joke, he's not thinking about being self-employed. Yes. Just a joke. Yes, just a joke. <laughs> no, not for sure. Um, you could just edit instead of just self-apologize. Oh, I'm good. It's, I'm good. It's the magic fund. Um, You're not honest on here. Where you honest? Best year, probably the year I start working at the Raptors. That's amazing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, when does a fan, like as a huge fan, yeah. thinking it would never come to Canada, all of a sudden I'm working for the NBA? Like, that's yeah. insane. No, you're right. No, that's wild. That's insane. Could you ever imagine yourself working for the Raptors? Well, I get fired immediately. <laughs> like, I honestly, get fired. I, no, I mean, it's not that. Obviously, I think I, like, would do my very best as mm. I do with my current job, but... um 
just don't it's know. Trying to fit. rescue his courage. I just don't know if it's a fit. No, it's I just don't know if it's a fit, man. Someone was like, "Oh man, I love the React Pod. You should be on the coaching staff." And I'm like, first off, no. Second of all, like, there's not enough basketball knowledge. And third of all, like, I would get punched within like the first week <laughs> of working with the players, man. It's not me trying to be rude. I think it's just yeah. It's, it's, you got to be. You got to handhold. It's very important with today's athletes to handhold. Well, I think the whole you, thing is handholding. Yeah, well, I think maybe you would connect better with the with the players and the current head coach. I don't know. Well, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, anyways, the soft opening continues. Um, do you believe in ghosts, uh, the afterlife, or UFOs? You were going to pivot from <laughs> yeah. a lifetime of being single Once again, to ghosts? These are like, like a, r- this so is, random. This is, this is like a soft open type trying out question. Gotcha, trying out gotcha, the venue. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I believe in all of it. will be tailored over the summer. Yeah. I believe in all of it. You believe in ghosts? Yeah. Why do you not? I've had some okay. ghost experiences that I will share one day. I need what to actually no, no. talking about, That's man. terrifying. No. Well, hold on. What do you mean one day? Yeah, no, sure they're not that now. crazy. No, I don't have them off the top of my head right now. I'm really tired. I'm in preservation mode. What? <laughs> ghost stories coming this summer. No. Believe in all of UFOs. UFOs, I'm like... I'm like heavy into. Originally, the question was just about UFOs. Like I, okay. I just believe there's like intelligent life out of there. Of course. Yeah. That one. I, I also. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad there's. You know, and af- there is an afterlife too. I always believe in that too. Yeah. Are you religious? You're not religious. No. Yeah. You're not religious either, right? No. Okay. Um, I feel like you have to grow up and be religious to become religious for the most part. Mm. Like it's inherited. Religion, I feel like, is a yeah. large part inherited. Yeah, that's true. Um, but my parents came to. They're 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 very Buddhist now. But not me. Mm. Mm. Yeah, okay. Not that I have anything against it. So you believe <laughs> Yo, this guy's in survival mode. <laughs> all right. Uh, I be- you know you, what? So you believe in the big three. Yeah, you believe in all. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ed Rogers. Ed yeah. Rogers. Oh, my God. Hard, <laughs> p- hard pivot. Um, well, yeah, shout to, shout to them. Um, what is the best and worst career advice you've ever been given, Elaine? The best is um, hire based on character. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So um, that was from John Bitov because yeah. I, I he is one of the best bosses I've ever had. And mm. like, you know what? I was very grateful. And I remember after I had left the Raptors, uh, probably about a year or so after I had left, um, I had messaged John and asked if I could have like a meeting with him. I just wanted to. I want to actually go and personally thank you, thank him for giving me my career. Mm. I said, you know, obviously this is not what I went to school for, but you gave me this opportunity of a lifetime. And and I want to know, just because the way he hired me was very untraditional and I didn't really know why. I know. Let's circle back to w- what happened. So when I told you there was only two full-time positions out of the, all the salespeople, mm-hmm. I did not make the top two salespeople. <laughs> I came in third. So wow. I expected to just be let go because they were, everyone was just on a contract, right? And then um, what was happening at the time was every Monday afternoon around 4 o'clock, he would call someone do- else down to his office, and then they would be like laid off. The contract would end, right? So he called called me down to his office like his assistant called me and says Elaine can you come down John wants to see you it was like Monday afternoon and I said oh okay so I just said goodbye to everyone I said okay I guess it's my turn to be fired whatever I go down and he literally like thank you for your service Elaine you were great blah 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 and I said no John thank you for your opportunity I was sitting there my head hung down I was really sad and then he turns around and he says 
ha-ha, slaps me on the back and says, just joking. He goes, you want to work in community relations? I go, is this a full-time job offer? He says, yeah. And I said, sure. I don't know what it is, but I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it, whatever whatever it is, if you got me a full-time job with the, with the team. And he goes, yeah. So that was that was how I got hired. I wow. really he handed me That's a the box. end of chapter two in the book. Thanks yeah. for spoiling that. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Literally, the end is the conversation. Buy the book. Two. Buy the live show tickets. <laughs> hello and welcome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 Unblocked no, no, event. Okay. Hello, welcome. Promo code. Hello, welcome. Okay. Edit that out. Well, you can edit that out. No, this guy only Dude, says promo code is crazy. <laughs> this guy's like, go find the website <laughs> on the internet. <laughs> You'll be able to find it. I believe in you. No, this is Nick drawing up a play. (laughs) After a timeout, he's like, "Yo, you guys will figure it out." Gary Trent Jr. Wedgie. (laughs) Oh man, drawing a wedgie after a timeout. It's so funny. Um, Okay, so that was the best advice. That's important though, because I feel like that's the thing. Like most jobs, especially when you're getting into it, like. You just need the attitude and uh, the work ethic that if you can show that more than anything else, like, right. you can do most jobs. Yeah. It's just about how you got that chance to show that in the first mm-hmm. place and what you do with the chance when you get it. But yeah. Yeah. Working with the right people is so right. important, too. Yeah. Like yeah. just hiring the right people, working with the right people. But no, that's, what, that's what John said to me when I when I met with him after I left. I said, I really want to say thank you, but I really want to understand, like, why did you give me this job? Like out of everyone. Mm. Right. And he says. He goes, I just hired you because you had the hustle. Yeah. He, he, he That's goes, what he told me. It's also in the book. Yeah. He's like, I just hired Thanks. based on character, right? Yeah. Like, and that, and that, and that has proven me correct. So you've taken, you've the, obviously taken that. Uh, oh, and yeah. Like, I've you know, hired, applied it to your. your I've own hired career. a lot of PR people throughout my career. Just and, based on that. Yeah. Approaching it that way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. What yeah. about worst advice you've ever received? I don't actually remember any worse advice. Oh, okay. You know why I don't remember it? Because it probably wasn't good enough for me to remember. Mm. I just like don't have don't have room in my in my memory to keep that type of stuff around. No, I don't know. No, I don't. I don't remember any really bad advice. All right, uh, Will. Why don't you ask these next uh, couple questions here? <laughs> <laughs> my friend Elaine, what is? <laughs> what does that sound like a movie title? <laughs> my friend, my friend Elaine. Elaine by Studio Ghibli. Yeah, That's yeah. crazy. No, that sounds like a '90s like rom com. It's oh. it, it's in New York. Billy Crystal's <laughs> in it somehow. You know, like anyway. Um, my friend Elaine, what is the <laughs> what is the last great TV show or movie you watched? I don't know why I guessed this question. Up. I think it's because it was so basic. I knew, I knew it was going to so make basic. you crack up. <laughs> Oh my god! Again, it's a soft opening right now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very Questions soft. Has to be adjusted during the summer. Yes, um, everything everywhere all at once. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. We've nice. Uh, and you know what? There's nothing more to say about the film that we. You know what? Said. Well, I know it's it's almost like it almost sounds cliche. I'm saying it on your show because you guys talk no, about no, it all no. the time. Also, it's like it just won everything at the no. Oscars. But on, honestly, okay, so I went to the premiere here in Toronto when they had it. I think that's when you guys went too, right? No, we, 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 we just went premiere. like I, we I, just I, went ourselves. We I, saw, I saw the ad and I was like, oh, we have to go see this. Get, okay. we, we weren't invited to any like PR events. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, me and Alex did not go see it together. Okay. No, no, <laughs> not, that, not that. Not that. Not that. Not that it would matter. But like, yeah, yeah I like going watching movies by myself. Um, so, anyways, I, I went to the I went to the premiere. <laughs> this guy's like too big. Actually, you know what the funniest thing is that I'll obviously let you tell your story, but like the fact that's we speaking of like promos and like obviously we promo that like really 
hard, right? right? That is one where you would actually think that we were invited to like some event or like we were actually talking about it because of a right. PR thing. But literally, that was the most organic thing. Yeah. yeah let's yeah. not let's not clearly distinguish when we're when we're advertising <laughs> and when we're being earnest. Let's just pretend all of our ads are earnest. All right. But, right. but oh, okay. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, like w- I went to the premiere. At the end of the film, the first thing I said, I said to my friend, yeah. like, I just turned and I said, what did we just watch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was like the most amazing original film. Mm. And that's hard to say because I am a, a, a big cinephile. I watch a ton of films. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I watch everything from documentary to like random art house films to blockbusters, Marvel, Star Wars, you name mm. it. I've probably seen it. But that, for the first time, I said, wow, that is the most original screenplay I've ever seen Yeah, that you, you couldn't even sum it up. Like it was so hard to explain to anyone what it was. You had to see it. Like you said, experience the whole film yeah. to get it. But then to see the underlying story behind it all, I said, that was freaking brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. What do you think was better that movie or watching the Raptors win game six against Milwaukee? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm yeah, just I think they're the two questions. different experiences. <laughs> Oh, okay. Obviously, the Raptors oh, we're getting, winning. We're getting EQPR right now. <laughs> we're legit getting EQPR.com right now. <laughs> we, 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 tried, we tried multiple times. Yo, let's call her EQPR from now. That's a new draw. Um, all right, Will, you got these last couple here? <clears throat> right, right, right. Next one for my dear friend. <laughs> what is the last You guys are book losing you it. I mean, we've been trapped in the room read? too long. Uh, this no, no, this, all, this, this always happens. It's part of the banter pod experience. <laughs> it's actually always There's limited amount of oxygen in this room. <laughs> it's, it's a very legit. small dark room. This always happens. And like half of it is just a giant computer. Oh. Um, yeah, so what's the last great book you read? Um, okay, there's two mm. Cover Story. Oh, oh, wow. That's a crazy plug. Yeah. Uh, and Daisy Jones in the Six. Oh. oh, yeah, that's a show now, too, right? Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to say We the Champs. <laughs> the no, no. Oh, my goodness. Uh, the no, amount I... of bags that man grabbed. <laughs> this guy got a championship bonus, yeah. man. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's a bonus. Yeah. Um, no. no. No, I heard Daisy Jones in the Six is really good, though. It's really... It's... See, I'm trying to steer the conversation towards not yeah. the other one. And <laughs> I'll, say, I'll say the, the, like the, the great books because, number one, some, yeah. something happened uh, during the pandemic and i for some reason cannot finish a book uh, you're not the only person i, I don't cannot, know about you will but also i have struggled to, I, to read yeah which is weird because i used to read i blow through books it's like an so attention fast. thing like mm-hmm. I, yes. I cannot sit down right to just like do it yeah to read yeah. oh my god so i used to read so many books mm-hmm. and now i can't get through one but mm-hmm. these two books i like blew through really fast it's the best i really feeling. enjoyed it's a great right. feeling when you got lost in a book. Yeah, man. Yeah, appreciate being on that list. I'll take it everywhere. Say. You're like, I gotta use the washroom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it in the washroom. I'm sitting <laughs> on the couch I'm reading it there. I'm on the book. I'm on the bus. I'm reading it. Yeah, yeah Mark Messier right now. No. Craziest thing I always reference is Will read, I believe, a whole book while we were waiting at Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, it was a whole time. book. But there's a long, there's you know, long there's long lineups yeah. at Wonderland for the rides. So I brought like, a book. Yeah, he brought a book yeah. and he would read. That was how oh, economical wow. he was with his time. Wow. Yeah. Like during during the lineups. Yeah. While well, I was having funnel cake with Arun. Shouts to Arun. Yeah, shouts to Arun, man. <laughs> is this the media day up, up at Wonderland that you guys went to? No, this no, is just like a personal, different. like. Oh, wait, what, what media day at Wonderland? Wait, there's a media day? Yeah. For the Raptors? 
No, no, not for oh, the Raptors. Oh. There's a media day. Oh, for Wonderland? Yeah. Oh, oh they no, have we don't get invited. Come and just like but, sit but, on the rides. That actually makes Rogers a lot of sense. Rogers people get invited. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh well. You might want to look into that. Really? Yeah. Is that why we? Because there are infamous photo uh, videos. If you haven't seen those already, Google Bruno Caboclo at Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> he was there. Yes. Really? What? So there's that. You know that that three point shooting game, which yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like somewhat crooked in terms of I'm sure the rims are like a little bent or like the balls underinflate or whatever. Oh, right. Mm. But he went to that thing and it's like essentially a three-point shootout. I think he shot like a four. Oh. <laughs> like I, I, I might watch the whole video just to confirm, oh. but because I, I, I'm all about reporting I, accuracy on this show. But. I don't remember this at all. The Raptors did something at the run. I, we Yo, did, this we guy's going to go home and look at his Google search and it's going to be Clement Chew Hair and yeah. Bruno Caboclo Wonderland. By the way, I have not seen, I'm still, not seeing the photos of the hair, so. He got a deep, di- I don't know, maybe he's pulled them off. Yo, Clem, off if it. you haven't dropped off yet, um, listening to this, need the, need the photo, please. Yeah. And let me know what you're donating for our event next week. Um, <laughs> all right. Shouts to you, Clem. Honestly, shouts to Clem. No, shouts to Clem. Can't wait for the celeb classic, man, which we've been trying to get into. Uh, last one for you, Elena. Uh, did you have a New Year's resolutions for 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 this year? A resolution? No, I don't believe in you. Don't do those. Yeah. No. So you're just okay. Yeah. Okay. I will. I'm gonna erase this from. Um, just from the strive to be right now. better every day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that. That's a great statement. Um. All right, the show has come to a halt as, as William these, is deep in another These questions search. were fired. No, I'm, I'm watching. I'm watching the the shooter right now. He's one for four. Okay, two for five. And was he competing with like a just a fan there, or he's just shooting by himself? No, I, I believe he's shooting so that he can win a Raptors basketball, which is actually kind of Bro, ironic. Just go to the facility. Oh, for man. six or two for six, three wow. for seven. Okay, you know what? He did better than I thought. Damn, three for eight. All right. Everybody should look that up. Wow, four for nine? That's pretty good for Bruno, man. And he had a dunk at the end? What are you dunking for? You know what? I guess he's 18 years old. What am I hating on an 18-year-old at Wonderland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, Bruno? That's, great job. That's great. Great job. Four of nine's pretty good. I think he won a Raptor doll. <laughs> Once again, just go to the facility um, or ask somebody at Game Ops. Clement had sent me a photo of us at Pac Mall, but I think it was one of those. And can you send a photo and then have it disappear? Um... I'm sure there are WhatsApp. He did send it to me on WhatsApp. And then it disappeared. Yeah. Sometimes it's like one of those like one time. Essentially, it's how you send news. Oh, yeah. (laughs) They do that on IG too. It just disappears, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm scrolling through and I know for a fact he sent me this photo and he laughed and he goes, oh, look at this photo of us. Like, and literally it was from like. Like that appearance at Pac Mall. We're gonna need to secure this for for the episode promo. Hopefully, uh, prove you have fallen goals. <laughs> Yo, that's insane. <laughs> I so now I'm like, where the? No, this is the is deepest it? cut combo ever. We're literally just chilling, talking about Clem's hair. <laughs> yeah. What are uh, we doing? All right. All right, Elaine. Those are all the questions that we had for you. We appreciate you. Appreciate all that you do. No, appreciate all that you do. Appreciate you joining us. Well, How was the experience? You, you guys, guys are, are, you give guys us a are review, too kind. honestly. Give us a review. You know, no, it was it was fun. It, I mean, it, it, I just feel like it was just like another one of us, one of our nights hanging out. It's just chill. I, right. I had a really great time. Yeah, we had Thank Asian you food. so much. Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> work on that soft opening. Yes, yeah. you're gonna have to yeah. work on that. <laughs> that I'm not gonna lie. No, no, we're gonna work on it. Yeah, but we need some test subjects first. Yeah. You know, it's like but a, thank a you, taste test. thank you guys. You guys like uh, you guys big me up way more than you should, honestly, mm. for sure. Okay, but thank you. No, we appreciate, I appreciate it. Uh, EQPR.com. Yeah. You know, EQPR Consulting. Consulting. <laughs> Got it. Wrong. 
Uh, thank you, Elaine. Will, do you have an outro that you can read to take us out or <laughs> uh, just wrap it up? Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the banter pod as I furiously scroll through there is no, there is my no. outro. There's no outro. You don't um, so that does it for us today. I'm your host, yeah. Will Lou, and you've been listening to The Raptor Show on the Sportsnet Radio Network. Make sure you find The Raptor Show wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe and please rate and review the show. The cadence is a always reminder, the same, too. <laughs> streaming live on Sports' YouTube channel and airing live on Sportsnet 360 Monday to Friday from 2 to 3 p.m. Thanks once again to Elaine Kwan, our producer and co-host Alex Wong, our board producer Derek Brandale, who did actually help us oh, on this one. Oh, he did. And not Jennifer Rolnick, but who's that guy who came in to fix the audio? <laughs> uh, Neil, Neil the Engineer. Yeah, shouts to Neil the Engineer. Yeah, and the, and and, the entire and Geek Squad. And the rest squad. of the Geek Squad. Shouts to the Geek Squad. For helping us with the, uh, the yeah, technical. And Sho Ali for answering my call. And, uh, already driven out of OMP. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs>